Hello, fans of Dungeons and Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a DD play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a DD 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a DD play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a DD play podcast. Hello, I'm Liam O'Brien, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. At this point in the story, Vox Machina, this intrepid band of adventurers, misfits, whatever you must call them, uh, completed a an adventure through the Underdark, a very oh, dangerous Sam cavernous. Here. Oh, let's like uh, yeah, you got texted. All right. So after completing this this Underdark challenge, they discovered and uh, managed to extract an evil artifact known as the Horn of Orcus that held great great power and seemingly has uh, a partner somewhere in the world that's unknown. But the one they've acquired uh, is indestructible as far as folks know, and it was decided by the Council of Tal'Dorei and Vox Machina that it should be sealed away, hopefully forgotten for the rest of eternity. Um, the best place to do so uh, came up in the conversation to be in the city of Vasselheim, which is on a different continent far to the northwest of Tal'Dorei, the kingdom in which most of the stories as to this point has taken place, um, to be sealed uh, in what is referred to as the Platinum Sanctuary. The oldest existing temple to Bahamut, the good platinum dragon deity. So they were given passage on a skyship to cross the Osmit Sea to Othansia, the continent that houses the capital city, Vasselheim. So the group gathered together, rode onto a magically elevated skyship, and uh, traversing the ocean, uh, carrying the Horn of Orcus within this, this container, this holy container. Hello. Hello. Sam has joined us. Uh, they found themselves over the ocean, suddenly attacked by a band of uh, what seemed to be wyvern and griffin riding bandits. A battle took place on the the top of the skyship. Uh, some of the magic being taken out, a few lives lost, but the party managed to persevere, take a captive, and continue on their journey. The Horn of Orcus and its container kept safe, and that's where we pick up and. Begin. Can you say all of that again for me? <laughs> <laughs> you don't listen anyway. <laughs> you don't listen anyway. <sighs> all right. So as you guys have settled in the horn's safe, uh, you've taken a f- couple more days on this journey, what was told to be about a, a six-day journey across the ocean, six to seven days. Um, is there anything you guys wish to accomplish at this moment? Are we in the air? You are still in the air on the skyship. Not much we can do. Well, we just, um, so we fought off the wyverns. Oh, do we have little, one? Is we little have magician one. halfling still being polite and brushing her teeth and... Uh, she... Oh, that's right, our little halfling. Yeah, who you saved. Yes. <laughs> that, She's a mage. That you saved. She is a mage, and she has also been, uh, uh, bound at the orders of the captain so as not to cause any issues in the ship while she's there. So at the future, after a conversation with them as to whether or not uh, she could work on this ship, based on the fact that their first meeting involved her and her band 
attacking and trying to murder his entire crew. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, Captain Damon was not too keen on the idea at the time <laughs> being and decided to lock her up. So oh. we shall see her fate in the near future. She's locked okay. up. She's locked up. Yeah. She's got tricks though, right? She has tricks, That's but smart. The, there is an anti-magic brig built into the ship specifically Ooh, for this oh, purpose. Oh, no. That's you. She's nigged. Cool. <laughs> so, um, I'll say that Percy is continuing to read his book. For the next few days, Past without incident. Is there anything you want to accomplish? Anything? Anything? You said next few days without incident. Could I try to further cool. my beard? Oh yes, trying to grow yeah, a beard. Yeah, beard. Let's go go for ahead and roll another percentage dice. Yeah. Is it twenty, right? It's a percentage dice. Oh, they're right. Not right. The two in a row. Yeah. I remember. Two D10s. I'm learning. I'm learning. First yeah. one. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. The uh, the little bit of peach fuzz stubble on the on the chin of your of your Goliath face begins to slowly grow. It's coming out. Colorless. It's almost translucent with a hint of gray and white. Ew. I'm a Targaryen, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot. It's translucent, like like. It, it it's what a color is there. It's, it's almost like almost like fishing line is like growing out of the Ew. bottom of his chin. Don't no. don't be jealous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really creepy, Rob. Hey, I feel it's like sandpaper a little bit. <laughs> Keep in mind, Goliaths predominantly, especially pure blood Goliaths. Do not grow facial hair. The fact that this magical feat is even achieving any modicum <laughs> of growth is in itself an arcane marvel. And who knows what detrimental effects this may have in the long run going against your physiology. Oh crap. <laughs> it's, it'll make me look really wise, you guys. Nobody will know. I have some beads if you want. We can like braid it and I can put beads in there. Oh, I'm all about it. Okay. Beads and bells and shit. I braid Give me a scarf and I'll be gentle. All right. And put beads in it. Uh, and a few flowers as well. Wait. The, uh, it looks nice. It takes you a lot of concentration to try and get any sort of braidage through the about an inch to inch and a half of facial hair that has grown from his chin. Looks good. It's really tight when it's, you braid it like that. You'll get used it, it to it. Maybe you can cast grasping vine on his chin. Grow <laughs> it out. What could possibly go wrong? Do it. <laughs> I suggest could against this. <laughs> How about you suggest violence? Encourage this. So we're healed. We, we're oh, days have yeah, gone by, right? Fresh. Days have gone by. Your your spells have returned Day. to you. Drink is feeling days good. Have gone by. Day, days have gone by at this time. You've continued traveling over the Osmond Sea. So, um, are we nearing the destination? I'll get to that in just a second. Okay. Do you I, have a question, Liam? Uh, well, no, not a question, but uh, last night, while Grog was sleeping, I can see right up Grog's nose. Uh, while Grog was sleeping, I went and got a bit of rope from the ship and uh, used my disguise kit that I have. Uh, I sort of frayed apart the rope and spent about an hour uh, using spirit gum to glue bits of frayed rope to Grog's skin into a small little uh, Gilmore-esque uh, goatee. Uh, and he didn't seem to wake up, and uh, I'd like to see uh, how that worked out. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I'm gonna on, get... I gotta do a s- s- sleep check or something, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> can't let him survive that. For this, uh, go ahead and make a perception check with a disadvantage. With a disadvantage? you're asleep! <laughs> One. <laughs> Get it out now. You wake up the following morning, immediately run to the nearest reflective surface to check on yourself, and you have a glorious, dark brown, well braided, mildly frayed, thick, coarse 
goatee braid. It goes about a good three to four inches from the bottom of your chin, and you are very proud. I knew it. I knew it. I am a special boy. <laughs> <laughs> Only this one strand is this color. Everything else is white. Thanks, Lucy. I Whatever. think it looks good on you, girl. Thank you. Mm. I wave my head. It whips around. I'll whip my beard back and forth. I'll whip my beard back and forth. It stays taut on your chin. All right, so as you reach the uh, middle of the sixth day of travel, the uh, the sky, which at this point had been fairly sunny and clear, begins to slowly cloud over. Uh, the weather grows more gray, and the uh, clouds themselves uh, seem to cluster more into what, I wouldn't say a storm front, but definitely uh, a more gloomy atmosphere. Mm. Can I do like a nature check to see if this seems to be natural or an arcane? Certainly. Ting, 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 ting. Nice. Uh, okay, that's on 20 total. All right. Looking at these clouds, uh, it is a slow formation, and it, they aren't moving at a, you know, an unnecessary speed or seem to have any sort of ominous press towards you. It just seems like the weather itself towards this northern continent uh, seems to be of the colder variety. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna sense the weather, I suppose, because this doesn't look fun. Okay. And the weather is cold. Um, Ooh, it's cold. <laughs> the cold outside, outside is frightful. cold. I, I agree. I like it's rather cold. Um, Scanlan. Aye. <laughs> like we were discussing earlier, um, <clears throat> uh, would you be interested in the still standing friendly trade of my ironstone for your uh, circlet town oh, thingy? You, you know what, Tiberius? I have been giving this a lot of thought and consideration. <laughs> What's for lunch? <laughs> um. I don't know, what would you like for lunch? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, oh, I was done with the conversation. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, Keyleth, if you could uh, put a little slate up for me, I'd like to uh, illustrate something for a little scandal. Perhaps his tiny mind can comprehend. <clears throat> oh. Hey, that's uh, rude. Would you, uh, perhaps, it is. I mean, his tiny mind is exactly proportionate for the rest of his body, Tiberius. Fine. I well, will, not the entire I'm gonna body. Walk up to the, I'm just going to walk up to the home and be like, Don't run out here! Boop! I throw up a, I throw up a slate. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's the strangest wall you've constructed, as up in the air on the ship that is mostly constructed out of iron and metal, there is little to no stone available of which you can sprout a wall of stone. Um, however, there are weights set up on top, so what you create is less of a smooth, Wall of stone, more than a very thin, brittle shale wall um, that may function for a time being, but probably won't stand up for more than five to ten minutes. I see. Press the dissertation. <laughs> some chalk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Scotland, you've had this particular piece for over ten, uh, let's say, <laughs> matches or uh, weeks. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have used it. Uh, Zero time in over six battles over the ten course using it zero time. I, being a sorcerer, have a special ability called Sorcerer Points, where I can do multiple spells in a single round. Yes. None of you can do, other than monks, of course. That's true. Brag about it, Tiberius. Just keep bragging about it. When I can do multiple spells, like two, versus you, which can do one. <laughs> that means I can do one more spell than you can per round. <laughs> Every round after that, 100%. <laughs> this is so, amazing. 
your utilization of the actual item has been equivalent to nothing. <laughs> in the interest of the group and the use of items in general, um, it would be wise to switch it because you have needed to extra spells like invisibility. Uh, the shale wall cracks. Oh. <laughs> Several times. I'm sorry. Well, my item would be more useful in general. To May me. I ask, is, is magical ability uh, inversely proportionate to uh, wisdom? Okay. Who are you asking? Is magical ability inversely proportionate to wisdom? Absolutely not. I am one of the strongest casters in all of Draconia, and it only takes the strength of my charisma to do my oh. stuff. You are Everything looking... Everything makes sense now, <laughs> So are you saying you want what he has back? <laughs> I didn't recognize you, Grog. What? Is that you? It is I, Brad Pitt from Legends of the Fall. My <laughs> <laughs> beard of glory. That's a, it's an old Mars tale. <laughs> What, what say you? Uh, your mathematical skills have been quite impressive. Uh, I don't like to show them off. No, no. For, for a man of, of, of such low wisdom, you, you are proving wiser than I ever imagined. Um, I, I, will, I will gladly make this trade with you. You have convinced me. Oh, wonderful. Aww. Yes. yes. Hey, that's wonderful. All right, hugs, hugs, hugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, what does this thing do? Now you can store up to three level spells. You can throw three, three of them in there. So oh, it's not, better than the and, Pearl of Power. And you don't have to expend yeah. spell slots to do the spells. All right, yeah. thank you that's very much. So, like, you can put like three lightning bolts in all right, all right. Oh, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that uh, he's convinced me. <laughs> that was so good. That was awesome. I know what you wrote, but I'm sorry. Uh, the iron stone, which you take and kind of place by your head and release, it seems to almost affix itself in the air and slowly rotate above your head, almost like it's held in its own orbital gravity around Ooh. your pike. <laughs> <laughs> Check it's this like out. It is fancy. It's like a halo. Like like your god has smiled on me, maybe, and said, he's cool, go for it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't know if that's what it means. Well, <laughs> you know, religion is up to interpretation, so I, I interpret it that way. It is very, very cool looking. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's so casual, oh god. It's cool, go for it. <laughs> Saren Ray. The sheep row you never had. Saren Ray is my wingman. <laughs> Many a cart hold that bumper sticker. Um, all right, so uh, as this conversation comes to a close, the, the temperature in the sky has gotten noticeably chillier, uh, and you you swear for an instant you start seeing what looks like specks of white snow beginning to drift in the clouds ahead. It's snowing. It's snowing. I'm dreaming of a. Whites, whatever so you guys, we celebrate. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there, there was something I should probably tell you. Um, in this area of land, in, in Vasselheim, on, on this continent, somewhere, I'm not sure where, resides the, the fire Ashari. Somewhere in the town of Pyra. What's that? Whoa. Well, what are fire Ashari? 
they're they're my sister tribe. They're oh. a part of my sister tribe. So I, I come from the Arashari. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, from Zephra. Fire. So Yes, so, they, so they're they a fire Ashari. So, so the point behind the Ashari, I'm not sure if I have expressed this to you all in the past um, few months. Um, the point of, of our tribe is that we sought out the weakest points where the elemental planes start to bleed with our plane of existence. And these planes need to be protected, so our people have sought them all out in order to make haven there and, and be the protectors that we were all born to be. And as part of my Aramente, I have to seek out each of the headmasters oh. and prove myself a worthy leader. Ooh. Which makes me really nervous. But, um, you know. We got oh, you back. We'll do it. it. Yeah. Totally do it. Yeah, we so could I just thought, you know, for days. Uh, maybe after, you know, we handle, like, the horn, maybe we can, uh, I might pop in. Totally. You know, since you we're know, here. If you want to, Keelan? When we go. We'll all follow your orders and make it seem like you're an extraordinary Ooh. leader. Oh, yeah. that could be good. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds fun. Good idea, yes. Mm. Do they make you burn of things be or display your Um, well, they kind of teach me new things. They kind Ooh. of instill me with their knowledge. So the tornado thing, you could be like a fire tornado. I could. <laughs> I know. Sure. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yes, but super nervous because, right. um, you know, social skills aren't my strongest suit. You're We've noticed. No. You're great. Oh, you guys. But it's very charming. We gotta go there. It's yeah. fire everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. At this point, and it's everything copacetic between the different tribes. Oh, good question. Uh, oh. What, what, what? Are you guys friendly with each other? Oh, you happy? Um, well, yes, yeah, no, we're all happy. I mean, that's kind of the thing where once a generation, someone sets out and goes on the Aramente in order to come back a, a headmaster, and it's kind of like our you know, once a generation check-in, if yeah. you will, to make sure everything's okay. Um, unfortunately, the last person to go on the Aramente didn't come back, well, which happens sometimes. Um, yeah. Like, didn't come back ever? No. So, like, you could die? Or maybe they got lost to the winds of the road. Right, yeah. It was actually my mother. <gasps> what? To which tribe? I've... we don't know. I... I... she left when I was a little girl, so I... don't remember much. So I don't know if she's alive or dead, really, but... We did not know that. It's okay. It's not... it's... it's okay. Yeah, no bigs, yeah. right? What I is mean, your mother? I mean, well... I... <laughs> it's fine. It's just... it's weird. <laughs> I haven't seen her, so I don't know. I, I barely remember her. Do you think there's a chance that when we visit this place, we might have to defend ourselves? No, no. I wouldn't think so. Which Not like your family, Grog. They're actually nice. Yeah, we're, we're pretty... we're cool. Look, my family is nice too. We just share love with fists. <laughs> oh, that sounds wrong in so many ways. It does, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you mother have to go alone, or does your tribe permit there to be uh, help for you? Um, I'm, I'm assuming it would be okay. We're pretty welcoming. That's good. Yeah, we should totally All right. go there. We will yeah. go. And maybe ask them if they've seen your mum. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. It's weird. There's like this part of me in the back of my head that I kind of always wonders if I'm going to run into her. How old, when was the last time you saw your mother, or do you even remember? I was five, six maybe years old when she left. Wow. So I'm the next in line. 
This is heavy. Yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, it's fine. It's good to I'm know. just letting you know that we're going to be in those next, neck of the woods, so I should probably stop by, yes. you know, go. Give a little. Land sighted! Oh. A voice oh. breaks out from the oh. side of the oh. ship's bow. Uh, you guys glance over quickly to the edge of the sky ship, um, and you see right over the, the, the edge of, of uh, Dira what looks to be this ominous continent slowly approaching. Um, through the mists of the hub, the, the low clouds of this area, you can make out what looks to be a fairly heavily wooded and overgrown landscape. Oh. You can see dark forest peppered with a little bit of snowfall across the My top. Kind of place. Occasional mountaintops and peaks breaking through the canopy no, of the distant forest. Home! Drinking <laughs> kind of like looms up to the side and looks a bit chilly and kind of like shakes it up. Um, at which point Kima comes up and joins the rest of you. Kind of puts her elbows over and looks off wistfully for a second and goes, oh, it's been some time. Welcome to Arthansia, folks. It's an interesting place. It is. We'll follow your lead. She points off says, uh, this, um, this forest here, we, uh, we refer to it as the Vasper Timberland, and it goes for miles and miles and miles before bleeding into endless tundra to the north. So let's hopefully not travel that far. <sighs> this will be interesting. <clears throat> and she kind of turns around and heads back down uh, under the ship. Uh, as you continue to talk, why did she say that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who was that person? That was so weird, right? <laughs> everywhere we go, weird? it's everywhere we go. <laughs> Why can't people be normal? <laughs> As the ship slowly begins to descend, you can see uh, in the distance, uh, in one of the, the various mountain ranges that kind of break past the top, there is one singular mountain spire that tends to protrude uh, from the center of the forest about 20 to 30 miles off the shoreline of the Osmond Sea. Uh, around the base of this mountain, you can see, the closer you get to it, what looks like hundreds upon hundreds of stone buildings. You can see little details along the mountainside, like countless staircases are spiraling up this mountain uh, in different directions, kind of in a chaotic fashion, where there are large uh, structures, fortresses, built into the side of this mountain spire as you progress up the top. And this city proper, which spreads out, I'd say about a third larger than Iman, um, layers of walls and walls and walls. This is probably the most fortified city you've seen in your existence up to this point. Um, slowly it begins to bring itself down towards, and you can see as you get closer to the city, the walls vary in color and material. Some look recently built, some look like they've been you know, constructed in the past 50 to 60 years or so from you know, fine, smooth stone using modern ar uh, architectural techniques. Some walls look extremely ancient, partially crumbled and having to be refortified. Uh, you also notice at the top of these uh, walls are completely uh, covered with what looks like these strange dragon-headed ballista, these defense ballista that are along every single row of walls. This is a city that is meant to withstand any sort of a siege or onslaught. Does it look like it's it suffered a lot of sieges? I mean, there's a, is there battle damage to the... Um, it's siege? hard to tell uh, from this distance. You're just starting to pick up details as the ship slowly descends into the city of Asselheim proper. Um, but from what you can tell, there are scars across some of the larger buildings. Some of the walls look like they have sections that have been knocked down and then rebuilt and then knocked down and then rebuilt. 
Um, this is a very, very old, old city. Um, slowly, the ship descends towards what looks like uh, a smoothed out, flattened platform on top of some mill of some kind. Uh, it doesn't look like it's built for skyship purposes more than it's been haphazardly put together to receive a skyship should it come to the city, but it looks like that type of travel doesn't come this area too often. At this point in time, you can see now the crew's gathering their ropes, they're getting ready to go ahead and lower it down. Uh, Captain Damon is slowly steering and shouting directions back and forth to his deckhands. Uh, the um, uh, the scale bearers and Kima come up to the top of the ship carrying the box that contains the Horn of Orcus as well. As the ship slowly makes its way to dock on the top of this mill, uh, Kimo has all of her materials over her shoulder. Says, all right, so um, it's everyone's first time here in the city. Yes, yeah, well. Keila? Okay. Okay, yes. All right. And and there was enough in the interim for a short rest from us getting from there to the last day to where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. Tell me, has she ever been here? I don't know. <laughs> 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 is it cold in the city? It's it's pretty chilly. Calm down. It's uh, you're. I mean, you you wear furs naturally in cold environments, but this is uh, the temperature is the point where you may have to consider getting a little bit of warmer clothing if you travel too far outside of the city. I have a lot of winter co- cloaks already in my um. We have some fancy cloaks too, don't we? Well, those are fancy clothes. Oh. But I've got winter coats that I bought for the group a long time ago. All right. Yeah, so. Pass them out. All right. So she pulls out the really nice, thick. Uh, oh, that's right. Fur crafting. Uh, yeah. I remember. We have, oh, we have three of the fancy robes. We had a girl shop day. Yep. I'd have, have, have to take off I'm my fancy robe. Wear that, right? Huge yeah. on you. So, so I. I I won't, I won't wear one. I, <laughs> I give you a color. I'll gird it. We'll say, we'll say you could probably like, put it over. Okay. It'll just look a little chunky. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take a large fancy <laughs> robe and try to tie it up to gird it so that it looks. He okay. wants a fancy robe, okay. not a. You wear we gird my loins. And, and and you gird them well. Okay. Uh, you you like the, the tiniest Turkish wrestler you've ever seen. Um, it's kind, it's kind of adorable. Uh, also, I'm gonna cast lightning bolt into the ion stone. Yay. Okay. So mark that down. So you have a third level lightning bolt saved. You still use the spell slot, but after you rest, it'll be saved inside there. Um, which is an interesting experience. You see him kind of do this arcane uh, finger wiggle in the air, and then he releases what is a burst of electrical energy that immediately funnels itself and vanishes into the stone, which is now humming with a slow pulsing glow of a greenish blue light. What? Are you watching this? How? <laughs> it's green. It's a green. Wait, is it like a diamond shape? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's like a little. Oh, it's like a As long as it's, it's green, like, you're happy, Skyler. But it's white, right? It's white stone. It is white stone, but it's, it's, like, the energy growing off it is kind of greenish in color. Oh, there you go. Oh. He's happy. So well, he's happy. I'm girded and I'm, I've got a shiny head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eventually, the ship comes to stop. You feel like kind of a little bit of a lurching sensation as the ship uh, suddenly halts its its advancing. All the ropes get dropped off the sides. Um, they start bringing uh, what looks to be some sort of a haphazard crane, also over preparation for Trinket to be lowered off the ship. <laughs> you can see there's like a, it's kind of a look of, of, I can't describe it better than anxiousness to Kima. Uh, she says, if you have any questions about the city, just uh, speak up. Where do we take uh, the horn? I believe, <laughs> and she kind of looks over the edge of the ship. I believe our escorts will be happy to guide us. Oh. 
And I'd like to do an insight check before we uh, hustle off. On uh, Pima. Pima. Go for it. I'd like to look for any places outside. Uh, rolled an 18. Okay, and what are you trying to glean off of her? Why does, why does she seem anxious? Does she seem um, different? Does her uh, demeanor seem different, or does she just seem in a hurry? Uh, it, you could you could probably take it as a little bit of being in a hurry, but you also get the feeling like um, there's there's a, a nervousness to her that stems. It's hard to really tell where it comes from, but there, there is a nervousness to her. Kima, when was the last time you were with your order? Proper? That would be eight years. Oh. That was a long um, time. Of which Do we are about order. to meet them. <laughs> Sorry. Do you get along I well with them? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. They're just, um, well, <laughs> you'll see. And she leaps over the side of the ship, grabbing the rope and lowers herself down, as do uh, the rest of the, uh, the two scale bearers, kind of come right. in tandem, clutching the chain. Uh, on the sides of the, the the box, bringing it down almost like a big Jacob's ladder. Um, eventually, you all make your way onto the platform, and they're waiting for you. You see, um, uh, there's a cluster of well-armored men and women wearing semi-matching gray tabards over patchwork and plated armor. They look like a like a really rough and tumble militia, but they all stand firm and kind of as you guys walk up, they give a nod of of respect and understanding. Uh, and amongst them, you see one gentleman, uh, an elderly gentleman with no hair, completely bald, thick spectacles on the tip of his nose, wearing the same silver and blue robes as the envoys that met you at the Council of Tal'Dori, and the ones that are carrying the box. As you all approach, Kima kind of steps out ahead and goes, Yon, it's, uh, it's been a while. The old man steps forward. It has been indeed, Kima, it has indeed. And that's the scale bearer, Yon, if you don't mind. Uh, I would uh, prefer, in mixed company, the proper niceties of our presentation. Oh, well, no proper company, it's all right. Hmm. And you are? We are, I'm Tiberius Stormwind, and we are Vox Machina. Everybody has names, too. Mm. I'm Pike. <laughs> Keyleth. <laughs> I'm Ion, Ion Stonebearer Scanlan. Cocks his head curiously. You can call me Kingslayer. <laughs> I also did that. Very well. Um, and uh, Percy introduces himself as well. I have a beard. <laughs> he gives you the most curious look of all, which is hard to follow off of, uh, off of Scanlan over here. And I'm to understand these are the bearers of the artifact. Kima gives a nod. Yes, and uh, I think we should be on our way quickly. Yes, yes, of course, please. Uh, uh, these are our escorts. Follow suit, uh, we will bring you uh, onward to uh, the Platinum Sanctuary proper to dispose of this thing. How far is the Platinum san Sanctuary? Uh, no more than a 25 minute walk. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, inside that. check, Jan? Oh, uh, so. Yes, I'm going to look for any temples that might have uh, a sigil inside while we're, we're going through the town. Right? Uh, all right. You want, do you want do you want to ask around about that? I ask our the uh, young guy. Okay. Well, first off, you finish your insight check. What'd you roll? Uh, what'd you get, Liam? Thirteen. Okay, I got uh, fifteen. Okay. Uh, he seems stuffy. He seems definitely dedicated to whatever his intent is, but it doesn't seem to be anything uh, deceptive in his speech. 
So am I correct to assume our plan is that we're gonna march this horn through, through the town, town till we get to the temple? Well, nobody knows what it is. Right. Well, so we'll just be aware there's a huge envoy. I mean, we can only assume. Um, Jan, how yes. many people in the city are aware of this horn being brought uh, here? Well, up until uh, now, other than myself, you travelers, and uh, the High Bearer Vord himself, no one else. High hmm. Bearer Vord, his name is Vord? Vord, the High Bearer of the Platinum What kind Bear. of man is he? Uh, here, here when, he, when, when he mentions Vord, Kima kind of twitches a little bit, and you remember Kima's official title is Lady Kima of Vord. Mm. Her ex? Von. Von? Yeah, scale. Baron, yes. No scale, Baron. Oh, that's a fun name. Um, <clears throat> as we travel through town, if you could point me to any place that would have a uh, sigil of, uh, uh, you know, arcaneness. Arcaneosity is. There are none. <laughs> oh, this city, arcane magic for the most part, is uh, not allowed within consistent practice. This is a divine, a holy place, ah. and the arcane tends to. Uh, how do you say, when unwatched, corrupt and destroy from the inside? So... Oh shit, Tiberius. Oh, I'm fine. He's talking about other people. Mm -hmm. You don't have any arcane abilities anyway, right? Oh, of course I do. I'm a sorcerer. No, no, no. no, 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 no I think he's... Sure. here in Vasselheim, the cradle of faith, the dawn city, of once all civilization and current faith once stemmed from, there is... No way in, but by foot. It is a pilgrimage, a journey for each to come here, and those that stay, stay of their own will and divine right. And you see he refers to the oh, guards man. around. Each guard you see now has around their neck a very visibly shown holy symbol of some kind of deity. Uh, most yeah. seem to uh, fall into the realm of Rathis, Avandra, Melora, and a couple with Bahamut. Mm. None of None of Saren Ray. Or is Liam going to Saren Ray? The best one. The best. Saren <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it. You don't Saren see very Ray. many dragonborn in these parts. No, and frankly, you're making me a, a bit nervous. Oh. However, um, as we ourselves are followers of the uh, Platinum Dragon, we understand that it is dragon kind uh, at the heart of it, the metallics that bring life and, and civilization and order to this world. Yes. Your color, I find off-putting. I've always noticed a fine metallic sheen coming from your red scales. Oh, I, I, I'm of the chromatic nature. I'm a bit of an anomaly in my family, but they are all of the metallic brand, I assure you. Uh, the Stormwind name uh, runs true and wide throughout Draconia. Um, but I, I cast Alter Self yes. real quick, and I turn myself into, I believe, gold. Because that's the red equivalent of red. On the metallic scale. It gives you a curious look. I think that would be better for everyone involved. Indeed, I would be mindful uh, to not do such things so openly in public in the future. Oh, sorry. No. No. Damn! You can adjust his robe. Uh, this way, please follow me. And Skelberry on. He's very nice. You look really great. So wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we move on, we're about to leave, I'm assuming? You're, you're stepping off the platform onto a, a staircase that leads off of the top of the mill. Should a few of us, like, kind of flank around Definitely. and, like... I think we should all oh, like, kind of surround the like box rooftop, and make rooftop, sure. Rooftop sure. shit? Yeah. Oh. I, I can go eagle form and have aerial I, support. 
love it. I can sit to the rooftops, Overwatch, and try to follow along. What's that? I'll sit yeah. to the rooftops and try to follow along, sniper eye. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, you two up top. I'll just stay right on the path. Yep, you and me. All right. <laughs> All right, so. I'll take the six. Okay. Uh, as uh, you, I'm going to stay uh, with it, but try to blend in with the crowd. All right, all right. Uh, go ahead and make a stealth check. Yes. Skyfall, let's go. 23 for stealth. All right. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, Vex, making a stealth check as well. Oh, uh, Just to keep your rooftop activity. Uh, not that's disturbing. Oh, well, I rolled a one, so that's lovely. <laughs> all right. Are you flying up above? Yeah, I'm going eagle. Don't you have advantage? Do I have advantage in no? And I'm taking a career. Not in the terrain, unfortunately. But with the forest. This is an urban environment. You applaud your honesty, though, sister. As you loudly clomp up and begin rooftop hopping, a few individuals in the city kind of take notice and like point off. I wink at them as I'm climbing up. Ah, the classic of Axe. All right, so. Just so you guys can atmosphere, as you step down the staircase and get to the main city street proper, the first thing you notice. The roads themselves are not cobblestone, they're not brick, they are mud. They are thick, recently sleeted mud. Um, Mm -hmm. You hear the clomping of horse hooves as carts are pulled through, and each one is this sickly sound as each footstep makes it through. The people of this city are very hardened and rugged folk. Most clothing is uh, swathed in furs and thick leathers. Armor is patchwork in itself. Most of the men grow coarse facial hair, and the women themselves, their hair is wild, and their appearance very stoic and grizzled. The, uh, the, the landscape of Vasselheim, oh, thank you kindly. <laughs> chicken. chicken through the magic door. Um, the people who live here, you gather quickly walking through, and Kima gives you a, a bit of uh, insight as well, live here not because it's easy to live, not because there's many comforts. It's a very harsh living in the city of Vasselheim, but the city is also currently the oldest known bastion of civilization in the world. As far as it's understood, most human civilization, and while humans believe pre-elf and pre-dwarf, and the dwarfs and elves very staunchly disagree, um, all stemmed from this city, which is believed to be tens of thousands of years old. They have uncovered the single oldest temples to the main uh, deities of good neutrality within this city, and as such, it is considered the holiest place in the modern world, which is why it has been through many, many wars and has seen much warfare and strife and difficulty. And those that live here live here because they feel that they can fight against this and actually call a privilege to exist in this harsh landscape as devotion to their respective deities. Also, because it is such a holy place, this is why the arcane is considered, for the most part, profane in public and very carefully controlled otherwise. Um, so we gotta be sneaky with that. The buildings look old. The buildings range from old to newer stone, warped wood from just the weather itself. You can see a lot of the wood has a kind of a, a mossy texture to it, just from the general overgrowth that tends to take the city. It's not kept for beauty, it's kept for function. Um, there's scars across most of the buildings where you can see warfare has bled into the city, and there are markings and various points of, of ancient damage and certain structures that have not been rebuilt, that have just been left in ruin where they stand, because they have not yet found somebody or a purpose to be restructured. Um, it's, a, it's a very different landscape than what you're used to. 
and the walk itself is a very solemn, quiet walk through the city. The folks that do take notice just kind of give a nod of acknowledgement or a gruff grunt as they pass by. There doesn't seem to be a, a definite interest in your travel. This isn't a special occasion. It seems like travelers and strange occurrences are not that uh, unnatural in this city. Okay. Um, so it's like New York. <laughs> no. You could say that, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a very ancient New York. Sure. And we're um, carrying a large arc or a box of some sort? You are carrying the uh, the platinum box that the uh, the the horn was kept in. How big is it? Uh, it's approximately like a foot and a half to two feet by two oh. feet. And it's, see that's a... and it's uh and it's platinum. It's just a platinum box. Yes, it is. It is is made of like solid platinum and silver with a series of very very intricate scrolling and engravings on it. Oh, is it there sticking was some out like a sore thumb? There too, some blue sapphires. I remember. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> is it sticking out like a sore thumb? Um. <laughs> Best you can tell, there are people taking notice of it, but none that like stop and gawk. They just kind of, huh, keep walking. Damn, maybe we should have thrown a blanket or something over it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you could if you want to now. Um, it, so the, the whole sure we have a burlap sack or something. Yeah. The guards Anything? still flanking you guys, surrounding uh, this 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 ensemble as it presses towards the base of the mountain. Um, you make your way towards the edge of the mountain, or where the mountain begins at the bottom of the floor, and you can see dozens of staircases ascending the outskirts of this this giant pointed cragless uh, spire that just sticks up and actually the clouds cut off the top of it. it it's reminiscent of, uh, of Crag Shadow, the, uh, the mountain outside of Western that you guys traveled to long ago, right. uh, but even larger. Um, you continue up the staircase, and the stone work itself is a little lopsided and awkward, and with each step, sometimes you have to kind of catch yourself especially as the wind begins to pick up the higher up the mountain you go, and it takes about 15 to 20 minutes to ascend this staircase. Your legs begin to grow a little sore, um, until eventually you reach the base of what you can only imagine is the Platinum Sanctuary. Um, you see before you, built into the side of the rock of this mountain, a grand stone fortress that looks older than time in itself. You can see the elements have weathered to the point where even the uh, the solid points and how the stonework was meant to be an edge has been rounded and smoothed down. Uh, there are a series of, of silver markings uh, across the outskirts of it, uh, which Tiberius, you recognize as draconic. Uh, Look, Percy, it's draconic. Oh, so it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, certain words from draconic. Percy, uh, you've been so quiet here lately. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you um, see phrases emblazoned on the side of this this giant temple that say things like honor, justice, um, various like very very old base draconic stuff. Like the, the current language is a more refined version. This is a very very ancient basis of that language. See that Scanlan? That says something like Apollo Justice something. No, it's Phoenix something. This is oh, it's maybe <laughs> like Rise of the Justice of the Phoenix. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot of things. Dawn of Justice. Um, from the top of this fortress, you see three uh, constructs that don't match the stone structure. These may have been constructed or built uh, many years later and have been added onto the temple. But three uh, ivory and silver spires, towers that uh, ascend from the top of the fortress itself. Uh, almost parallel to the very steep mountainside that this fortress is built into. Um, you come to the front doors of this structure. Uh, two very, very large uh, gray and uh, gray stone doors with almost like white marbling through them, and you can see, uh, mostly worn away, but still barely visible, the symbol of a shield 
with a dragon head emblazoned on the front of it, the symbol of Bahamut. Uh, uh, as the scale bearer, mm. yes, that there. As the scale bearers approach the front, the doors on their own <laughs> and open to the interior. The grinding sound of stone across the uh, marble flooring of the fortress proper. Uh, you can see the interior of the fortress. Do you have a question? Can I see inside the temple, or the temple is pretty enclosed? As the door's open. Well, I was an eagle flying overhead. Oh yes, you, you and I was gonna do a, a perception check to see if I noticed, like, kind of do a loop of the temple. Go for it. So I'm an eagle. So I'm an eagle right now. Um, okay, so you're such an eagle. <laughs> I very, very poorly fall off of the roof and clamber down. <laughs> Twenty total. Um, best you can tell, there oh. are. For for the makeshift uh, guards in the city, uh, which you've heard known referred to as bastions, they're they're, they're they're all volunteers. And actually, from what you gather here, probably a quarter of the populace are bastions. So they have a very very heavy um, uh, civilian-based militia that guards this city. Huh. And are, those, are, are those the guys who are with us? The envoys? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, not the envoys. The envoys from, come from the Temple of Bahamut. They have the okay. blue and. Uh, okay. Uh, silver robes. So, uh, you see, they're just wearing <laughs> makeshift patchwork armor, whatever that could be scavenged or constructed okay. to outfit a militia. Essentially, um, you see them going up and down every which staircase, just doing uh, various passes and patrol work. Some of them have spy glasses, and you see them looking off in the distance. And uh, as you're getting higher up the mountain, too, you look out about, and you can see the entire forest around you, very thick, ominous. And you swear every now and then, you can see. Some trees move suddenly and heavily before coming to rest in the distance. I'm gonna go check that out first. For us to do or enter the temple. Is it? Is it? Keyleth is not there. Is it lit in there? The door's closed. <laughs> Behind you. <laughs> Hope Keyleth is okay. Keyleth. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't think that I was with the group. I think I was. Uh... No, you Back with the crowd, so I see the eagle fly off, and I'm just going to follow after her. What? Yeah, the eagle flies out of the city. Yeah. You're going to leave the city, brother? Oh, uh, no. Now that I understand See if I can the, tell uh, what's making the trees Come on, man. I did get shot in my face. I'm so, fine. I'm fine. Um, it's a big, solid building. Doors are shut. That's it. Uh, yeah, I mean the temple. Would you like to enter the temple with the rest of the group? Yeah, you would. Yeah, do it. Just a bird. All right. So as the doors are closing, you rush out of your subtle following pattern and wait and put your hands up. Manage to make your way into the temple right before the doors close, catching up with the rest of the group. Caleb, make a perception check. I have an advantage because I'm an eagle. Ooh, natural twenty. Nice. On the shiny die. All right. He's on the shiny die. Which makes sense. It's hard to, it's hard to see much anything because the canopy of this forest is so dense and so thick, and the snowfall itself, which is getting stronger through the air, and uh, it's kind of obscuring some of your vision. But you glance down and you see another set of trees shift suddenly about a quarter mile away from the city's walls. Um, and you can see on the edge of the city wall, a number of guards are beginning to swarm up to the ballista and starting to load them and prepare them. Um, you glance down and all you see are some fast movement beneath the, uh, uh, the canopy. Something large, something. In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. 
in a time when the world outside is unsafe. It's vital for Piura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Piura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. With, you, you swear you see what something looks serpentine-like. Mul- but m- multiple serpentine-like <gasps> bodies or forms. <gasps> and then it's gone in a second. Hydra. I don't want it to be a hydro. Stop gasping. I don't see shit, Laura. Oh, that's right. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you see okay. a couple of ballista <laughs> set loose, and the bolts go flying through the air, entering the forest. You hear a loud screeching sound, and a few uh, dozen forests now begin to shake to the side as the creature makes its way away from the city before going still in the distance. Okay. You get the sensation that this this is a common occurrence. A common occurrence. Okay. Good to know. I'm gonna loop back around. Is there like an open window in like the um, like the temple I can just fly Ooh, through? Is there a super clear one that she can try to go through first? <laughs> Be like a, that Windex commercial <laughs> back in the day. Um, the temple. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! You uh, you make your Break way. My neck, I die. No. The, there are small. They're not windows more than they're slits for arrow defense. Right. Um, you could as Keyleth could squeeze through. It'd be one of those things where like you have to. Ins, transform and then squeeze through. Okay, I'll do that. Which you do, and as you do, you come right into the face of a spear right there. As uh, another one of the the platinum you dragon guards transformed into like says, a fly. Who goes there? Oh boy. Ah. Uh, mm, hi. Hi. Oh, 
Gar begins to approach from the side. I am with Vox Machina. I'm pretty sure they just came through the front door. Um, it's cool. I was just doing pat, just like aerial support. I'm just gonna go reconnect with my group. It's fine. I'm Keyleth. <laughs> Skill bearer. I'm not good at this shit. Not there, Grog. Yeah. What am I doing? A persuasion check? Oh, Christ. You're only rolled one. Sorry, Miss Charisma. Shut up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't know why I'm rolling two. That's what's funny. Six? Oh, no. Keyleth's dead. No. I just put her the one guy holding the spear to you keeps it there. The other guy walks up behind and says, "You see your hands?" <gasps> Why? Let me see your hands. He takes your hands, uh. pulls out a set of shackles, <gasps> and locks them on. This is the second time you've been arrested. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, uh, the guy with the spear turns behind you and just holds it to your back as the gentleman just cuffed you, grabs the chain between, and starts pulling you towards the main chamber. You know, can we just buzz by the front foyer, and then we'll find my friends, and then I will, I'll be like, hey, those are my friends, it'll be fine. Leads you down the stairway to an area where it opens up into like a small courtyard, takes to the right of the courtyard into a central uh, chamber where the rest of Vox Machina is currently being led. Can, Do I see her? Yeah, you guys all see her being led in, in cuffs, essentially. Seriously, again. Again. What is your problem? Oh, she's, she's with us. She's with us. She see? was just outside. No, we don't we know who she is. Before. Is she? We have a few minutes Shut to discuss wrong. this. I think. At, at this point, at this point, Kima turns and says, "She's with me." Oh. And both the scale bearers go. Lady Kima, I am so sorry. And they go ahead and they take the, the cuffs off real fast and wow. put the spear back and they yeah, step back. Yeah, you listen to the classic. Kima. <laughs> the classic. Classic handcuff wrist Ouch. twist. Hard ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm with her. They back off and bow deeply and then kind of escort themselves off in bears. I know, did you guys I, see I, that? I, 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 I did. Grog, Grog, I'm nudging you. I knew you had it in you. I'm starting to feel so I'm just hardcore. Nudging you. I'm just nudging you. Oh, okay. Because Kima did something super hot. I do need a tattoo. Oh, I know. I know because she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't love me, though. She does, Grog. No, I don't. All right. Scalp Scalp continues to lead you through this main chamber. And, and, and this chamber, like I said, it's... The temple, it's strange, because most temples you've seen to Bahamut or many other deities are extravagant or you know built with a modern-day sense of architecture. This is a very plain, simple stone fortress. Um, it's hard to, to grasp what time it was built, but, it, but just the smell itself seems very ancient. There's a scent of dust and age and functionality to its, its construct, and it, it's un, but there's still a sense of power to it, especially uh, you, Pike, where you're sensitive to divine energy, this whole place is humming with it. Even though it's not the Yudohan you're used to connecting with, this is, when they say this is a holy place, you can feel it. Is everything okay, Pike? It's just, the, it's, uh, there's a lot of holiness here. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. Oh. On a scale from one to five, five being super holy. Probably six. Whoa. Whoa! That's extra holy. This temple goes to six. This temple, this, this, the temple goes to six. Just this whole land in particular. Oh, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here, but that is just, good though. Yes. Do you need a moment? Do you need yeah, to sit down? Good. Do you need me to hold you? 
I think I'm okay to keep going. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, maybe later I'll see if I get a little tired. Of which, of which you feel a nudge at your side, and it's it's an armored elbow from Kima saying, if you wouldn't mind holding off on the fraternizing in, in the Temple of Bahamut, I would really appreciate it. Oh, oh that's right. Message understood. <clears throat> at which point, uh, Scalbarion is now at a second set of double doors, and he presents his holy symbol above his chest, it glows for a second, and what was originally just smooth stone doors, you see a divine glow in the symbol of Bahamut you saw at the front of the temple appear for a moment, and then as it vanishes, the two doors open on their own into a central worship chamber. This is a much larger uh, domed room. Uh, it looks like it goes up about 80 feet to the top of the ceiling, and the dome itself uh, has what looks like an extremely ancient, detailed drawing, like Sistine Chapel style, of all almost like the tale of the entirety of creation. You see all the elemental planes represented in the corners of the, uh, the theoretical corners, where corners would be in a domed room. Uh, <laughs> and you can see a, a, a crude representation of uh, how all the planes lay over, lay over each other. You can see the astral plane, you can see where the nine hells would be exist, and the abyss itself. And in the center there is the prime material plane, and across it you see a giant image of the great platinum dragon Bahamut, drawn in all of his glory, currently snapping down on one of the throats of a multi-headed dragon. This other dragon with five different heads of five different chromatic colors and this struggle between what you know to be Bahamut and Tiamat. Tiamat? Tiamat. Is that the bad one? Uh, yeah, you gather. Um, that is the baddest one. I mean, I know that because I know a lot about dragons. <laughs> um, Do I see or learn anything about the elemental planes that I didn't know before? Not from the artwork, it's very pretty. Uh, so pretty. <laughs> I, I take it all in and, and I'm reminded of one, one of the museums at home. <clears throat> and actually, funnily enough, you've seen this art piece in a book. It's been a long time, but you know that this 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 has been studied before and exists somewhere in, in Draconia, the, the, the tome that talks about this exact temple. A book? We just make cave drawings. Is, is Tiamat still alive? In them with um, at which point, both Yon and Kima and all the. Um, all scale bearers kind of turn to you with, with a look of. Can't put my finger on it. Kind of understanding that you don't quite know, but also the fear and the knowledge that they don't say anything. They just give you a look that Set says, "Yes, very much so." Oh, I mean, <laughs> Tiamat's still around, huh? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. They continue walking. Oh. Now the floor of this chamber, which is a very simple, simple stone. You can see there are small sculptures, each one representing uh, some sort of a humanoid, uh, humanoid entity, dressed in similar robes to the other envoys and uh, members of this this temple that you've encountered this this far. Some of them are in full armor, some are wearing just robes, and they're very very old. Some of them seem a little more recent, and uh, you gather these each have some sort of cultural or religious significance to this temple. However, one of these is not a statue. Uh, in the center of this worship chamber, it's just strangely, eerily quiet, uh, there is one humanoid that turns to the rest of you. Uh, what you see before you uh, is a slender, elven male, uh, draped in long white robes that drag a few feet behind his form, across the ground. Uh, he has jet, let me mention, a stark white hair that is slicked back against his head, no facial hair, um, Frail, but very uh, handsome features. 
Elves, when they age, they age very gracefully. And from the look of this, and most yeah, elves you've seen, this is a very yeah. old elf that has aged very gracefully. Um, he turns to the rest of you, and you see across his neck uh, a very, very uh, well-crafted, intricate series of uh, draconic symbols that finishes with a giant emblem of Bahamut himself. Um, his voice rings out and echoes throughout the hallway as you approach, each footstep echoing as you as you get closer. Welcome, everyone, to the Platinum Sanctuary. I am called High Bearer Vord. Oh. Keeper right. of this most holiest of places. I received word from a disciple of mine, of which uh, Kima has now stepped forward and bows, or kneels before him and says, Your Holiness. Uh, of which he looks down with a smile. Ah, Kima, I am pleased to see you. It has been a long time, my disciple. He looks up to the rest of the group. I understand you carry something of terrible omen. Just discuss how to be rid of it. Please, present the container. Right here. The, uh, <laughs> the scale bear, uh, bearers step forward and set the container on the ground. They go to reach for it, and he goes, no, 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 do not open it. He kind of takes a second, holds the symbol to his chest, and closes his eyes. And you can see this kind of divine glow pulse off of him for a second. Uh, Kima, what's happening? She goes, shh. Okay. Uh, the box begins to pulse with the divine light as well, and then suddenly vanishes, and he kind of <coughs> catches his breath. It is as you said. This must be sealed immediately. Yes. Yeah. We could have just told you that. <clears throat> he gives a look to the rest of the group here, and you can see there's like, like a, a noticeable bead of sweat kind of wipes from his forehead. I just needed to confirm that this was not some haphazardly constructed fake or a similar artifact mistaken for such a horn, but we indeed have within our presence one of the horns of Orcus, and this does not work well. Thank you. Guys, oh, sorry. No, please. I'm what just wondering, you've, you've had one of these before, yes? No, but we are, know that these exist. Few of us do, the knowledge itself has been lost to time, intentionally. It was brought to my attention, and through discussions with the uh, council which sent you on this journey, that uh, this would be the safest place to seal such an artifact. And amongst all other options, as of this time, I see no other choice. So, what's been proposed? Allow me to explain to you the plan. One of our most divine relics of our beloved protector, Bahamut, was kept deep beneath this temple. Within the mountain we rest against, the Star of Exaltation. Oh, what? Ooh. The Star of Exaltation. Thank you. A crystal born from the tear Bahamut shed for the sacrifices his first devoted maid in the Great War of Beginnings, the Dawn War. This item was unfortunately lost nearly 300 years ago, giving the last of its power to protect this very vassal. The intervention it brought from our great deity expended and left the artifact destroyed. Since the chamber that held this star, a blessed and ever-watched nexus beneath the gaze of the great platinum dragon himself, has gone empty, we've tended to it. We've kept it fairly 
uh, well watched and in the state it was originally constructed for. And we think no greater location to seal such a deeply rooted evil exists within our spheres of influence or any other. Hello, fans of Dungeons and Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Unfortunately, the last time the chamber was cleansed and prepared was some 15 years ago. Our curate tasked one of our own scale bearers, and he looks over towards Jan, who sheepishly backs away, was tasked with preparing it for your arrival and the artifacts. And it was found that the lower chambers, lower chambers, <laughs> uh, have been infested with some manner of foul subterranean spider or creature. Oh, and our scale bearer fled, at which point Jan leaves the entire conversation oh, and exits the room. Jan. <laughs> you hear Kima kind of give a spit in his direction. But not before initiating the vault's defenses. Uh. So thus, I ask you to complete your journey into the Hall of the Exalt below. Clear out these meager beasts and guide your reliquary into the vault chamber to seal it for good. We have to contend with the defense systems as well? Not all of them, but apparently uh, in his haste and escape and defend himself, he set a few of them to uh, aid his escape. Great. Good job, Jan. Thanks, Jan. You hear uh, no response. Why does he still head. work here? Very good question. Is it a union <laughs> thing? He's been with us been for many, many years, and he has <laughs> great heart devotion here. Though oh, idle he may be in his mind, oh. he does bring much to the temple. Mm. So wait, and you said this, um, you lost the Crystal of Exaltation during the war. It was destroyed during uh, uh, a, a, a siege. During the on war the city. of what? Beginnings? The War of the Beginnings. The War of the Beginnings. That was close. Mm. And how long ago was this war? Oh, no, of I'm sorry. No, it okay. was created in the War of Beginnings. It was created? Uh, it was lost in a, in a, a battle, uh, a siege of the city of Vasselheim 300 years ago. 300 years? Called what? During what war? Siege of the Middle Chapters. That had no particular name. Oh, he's yeah. just lost it was just a thing. It was one of the seizures in the, the west. battle where the thing was lost. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> well, may I, uh, question, please. We'll clear out your basement. That's not a problem. <laughs> uh, I'd like to understand how you plan to protect this horn, how you plan to keep it out of the hands of uh, entities who would use it for ill. That and big, scary creature living out in the woods. Sorry, brother. And how, that's fine. He glances towards you and says, oh, that has been one of many. Mm-hmm. Let it be known that this temple is extremely 
well guarded, is continuously under the gaze of our patron deity. And while some of the defenses have been put in place for your arrival, if the entirety of the vault is triggered, there is nothing that'll make its way there unannounced. Are we to carry the uh, the box down as we as we journey into the dungeons below, or, or are we to leave it here while we go clear out the basement? The scale bearers will bring it with you. Okay. Keep them safe. Keep them safe? Oh, all right. We've got enough to um, worry about so ourselves safe. I'm <laughs> just to get one thing clear, um, and I, I mean no <clears throat> disrespect, but how was the crystal lost 300 years ago, if it was in this chamber? So this chamber has been broken into before? We can enter the chamber under very specific circumstances. We, at the time, requested the use of the Star of Exaltation as a, a, a divine focus, oh. a, a ritual that required the intervention of Bahamut to keep the city safe. Oh, so someone like brought it out and yes. then... And was then clumsy it was lost. and lost it. And you know it what? It wasn't clumsy and lost. It was used as a focus <laughs> in the ritual. Oh. It was by the will of Bahamut himself. Okay. That the so star no longer was required to exist on this plane. Oh, so it was it destroyed. Served its purpose. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lost. Oh. As in, as like, in just like not around. You should change your your your. Well, everybody's there. been talking. Can just, I have used my um it's okay. my land, my primeval awareness? to see within six miles if there's any dragons around us, just because I'm curious. Primeva awareness, yeah. So you take a moment and kind of like zone out for a second. Um, you, you do not sense any dragons in the immediate vicinity of the six mile radius of this. Oh, okay, all right. That's all I wanted to know. Primeval awareness over. <laughs> Can we drop off this box or what? I want to go see the fire dancers. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, we need to go. Not well, really, we also um, need to like. Are we gonna do that? Like n- now? Let's go. go kill out yeah, the well, basement. It's, it's the morning still. Are we, are, we all, are we all potioned up? Are we all? Yeah, we're good. We're, good? we're all healed. Clear out the basement. Down there, right? Yeah. I mean, you want us to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yes, I, this, I haven't been paying this attention for this artifact be anyway, left longer in the open, which I would not be comfortable with. No, I would prefer this be taken care of immediately. Yeah, right. Let's go do it. I mean, got a bear. obviously we want the horn taken care of, but um, you know we're, we're taking care of a problem for you too. Oh, here it goes. Here it goes. The holiest place. Haggle with the Pope. What you're inquiring is a monetary reward. I was just wondering. For your aid. I'm not asking. The temple can provide a sum of three thousand gold pieces. Per per party member, yes. Entirely, three thousand gold pieces for your trouble on this journey. Which Kima says for instance, uh, uh, "Hi, bearer. We we do not need to take we money don't from." We want the... money, of course not. I mean, I. But think of the good we could do with that money, giving mm. alms to the poor back home where we are. Yes, spreading the word of Bahamut. Bahamut. We do we do a lot of charity work, and it would be well. It would be well uh, received back home in the keep. You make a persuasion roll, you make a deception roll. Deception? 
It's not deception. We really will. No, no, only one of you. <laughs> no, you Ladies of the evening really, no, really won't. do need the money. Apparently. What'd you roll, Sam? A thirty. Oh, <laughs> that's really good because I rolled a, a nineteen. Wait, no, you didn't. Yeah, three did. zero. Three zero. Yeah, I, I have a plus thirteen for deception. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> we gotta get you deceiving more. <laughs> we gotta get you deceiving more. God. You should yeah. lie more. It's good. Lie to me, Pinocchio, lie. 3,000 gold at your disposal to bring about, to share in the prosperity of your people back home. Amen. Once the artifact <laughs> is delivered and sealed. <laughs> from, from one holy man to another, I think we've struck a deal, let's go. Reynolds, <laughs> you've done it again. <laughs> Oh. As you all turn, uh, uh, Kimmy goes, I'll show you to the vault. Room. Are you going to come with us, Kima? Yes, I'm oh, coming good, with good, you. Oh, good, good, good. That's over at you. Shall we, holy man? <laughs> Why, yes, my sister, leave the way. She's been with us the whole time. As you guys are walking out of the chamber, the door is closed behind. She turns to you and says, is that why you were blessed with such a temporarily swollen appendage before? I don't know how the Lord works, it's mysterious. <laughs> Let us be on our way. And she kind of walks off flustered and frustrated. You guys are led down two layers. This actual temple recedes further and further into the mountain until eventually you're led into what seems to be almost like a storage basement. It's a very musty smell. Like it's 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 Old, uh, old earth. Um, it's dank down here. Yeah, it, it, it kind of has that um, that slight moldy scent to it. There are five guards stationed in this storage vicinity, and as you approach, they all stand up. Um, they're all still wearing ceremonial armor. Two of which you can see are really well armed. One with a great sword, one with a long sword on the side, and these are. They look pretty prestigious to be assigned to a basement this terrible. Eddie is soldiers. <laughs> uh, oh, of course, of course. And they, they step aside. Uh, Kima steps forward, takes her holy symbol, um, Damn, and, girl. and removes it from around her neck. Places it, she looks at the wall for a second and kind of feels for a second, then places it into what you didn't see before was some sort of a slight recess in the, uh, the wood. It flashes the divine energy, and suddenly the wood illusion is dispelled, and what you see before you is uh, a stone doorway that begins to slowly shift to the side and open up and into a staircase. That are we going to find uh, these defenses right away, or what? Kimmy kind of gives you a look of shrugs, and to be perfectly honest, I have not been within the vault. Lovely. Oh. Well. Is there like a blueprint somewhere? Liam, you're up soon. I mean, <clears throat> Vax. I thought he was Vax. The, uh, my... Communication earring was a little low. Uh, <laughs> Check for some traps, brother. You got it. You got it. I'm glad to get out of upstairs. Uh, I muttered to my sister because the decor up there was for shit. <laughs> uh, that is high. That's uh, that was a twenty-six. Twenty-six for. Traps in the stairway? Traps and traps. All right. As you slowly begin to descend the stairway, 
Uh, you keep an eye out across the staircase itself and any of the surrounding walls, and the stonework here is also extremely ancient, uh, marking probably a similarity to the most ancient of buildings you've seen in this city. This this uh, subterranean structure is probably one of the older parts of this temple. Uh, you don't see anything trap-wise. The stairway eventually comes to an end into a chamber about 50 feet by 50 feet. Uh, it's very, very low light. There appear to be... Uh, Ooh, Okay, as <laughs> the brief moment of light before your eyes can really focus in, there's a flash of, of light at the edge of Tiberius' staff, and the room actually gets harder to see. You see there is a, a thick white mist that just kind of hangs in the air throughout the entirety of oh. this room. It's like having your high beams on. I take, it's foggy. I, I decast light. Okay, you, you, you dispel the light. What is all of and this? Your, your eyes adjust a little bit. You can see what looks like this room, for the most part, doesn't have any sort of details. There are a couple of, of sconces with low flickering light that are embedded in the side of the walls of this 50 foot by 50 foot room. It's about 20 feet high. Um, I go ahead and I just do a little wind gust and I go okay. down the hall. Okay. So you, you, you Clear do. Out the fog. What, which spell is this? Uh, gust, of, uh, gust of wind. Okay, so you cast Gust of Wind. Uh, the mist that uh, was filling this room blows out the other side and you can see. The room is a little more visible now. Oh, uh, there's, there's, there's still a light, a, a light mist in the sides, but the center of the walkway is clear for a second. You see now in the center of the room, what were initially just dark spots in the mist, there are two pillars that are attached from ceiling to floor, um, roughly about 20 feet apart from each other, kind of in the center of each side of the room. Each pillar is solid gray stone with what looks like intricately carved uh, dr small dragons almost curling and wrapping around the statues, each one of their heads kind of turned, mouth open, kind of angrily in different directions. Can I check and, can, can I check the traps? You guys, you guys, both of you guys make perception yeah. checks. There's a 19. Oh, he already rolled, check. look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make me um, check. Perception? Mm-hmm. A 25. So, looking about, Liam. Yes. Sorry, Vax. You, um, you notice the base of each one of these um, pillars is not flush with the floor. There is a slight gap, meaning there is some sort of a rotation or pivot to these pillars. You notice that these mouths of these dragons seem to be what's creating this white mist. And as time progresses, the mist begins to refill up the room rather quickly. Hmm. Do I notice any, like, um does it seem, well, I guess, without touching it, any kind of poisonous in nature or anything like that? <clears throat> Looks like mist. While we're standing around, I'd like to reassign the earrings to Vax, Grog, and Scanlan. Okay. I don't get one anymore? You're taking it off of me and right now. It, yeah, he's giving it to me. Because <laughs> we're always together. We're always, like, kind of back together. Right. And they're always kind of, like... That's true, I do wander so, off easily. Anything that you oh, is that you, Grog? Hey, hi. Hello. She's always kind of like in the middle. She's the wild card, and he's always in the back with us also, because we're the right. range dudes. All right. Wait, do I still have one? I'm putting, down, I'm putting down my mask, just in case this is, this is awful. Okay. You guys are still at the stairway. The mist has now filled the room again in front of you. Uh, should we try breathing it and see what happens? Yeah, sure. I, I just reach my arm into the mist and just see. My gust of wind lasts up to one minute, by the way, so I can keep. Oh, maybe we should just keep. not touch the mist and go straight through the room. I'm just airbending. Okay. You've been wanting to say that. So, so as, you can as, blow as, it as, and as, we this, walk as this conversation has, has continued, let's say about 
30, 40 seconds has gone by in transferring the earring in discussion, so there's still a little bit of. There's, there's a clear pathway in the center there. Let's go. go. Let's go through. Let's go before yes. it gets back. Let's go, hustle, hustle, hustle. Go, go, go. Okay. You all start running through. You're running through with them and keep Facts. the check for the traps. Vorak, Desona, come. I perception checked. Oh, we're good? Okay. Didn't seem like there was I'm running good. 10 feet ahead of everybody. Uh, I rolled a big old one. <laughs> he tripped. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you. Oh no. Continue forward, and uh, as you're rushing through the group, not paying attention, you gently hit the edge of the mist barrier with your shoulder as you're rushing to the side instinctually to like stealth along the wall. As your shoulder breaks the mist, bring it. All of the dragon mouths burst into bright, fiery flame and begin spinning rapidly in the room. The people that are in the center running through right now, which include Keyleth, Scanlan, Tiberius, and Pike, all of you guys make dexterity saving throws right now. Son of a bitch. Way to go, Vax. <laughs> teacher, teacher, did I have time to finish my book? You have. Did yes! You said dex save? Dex save? Dex save, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, 18. It's all right. 18? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Ooh. Scanlan? Oh, uh, 13. 13? Three. All right. 26. All right. Also but I'm 13. short. I'm so short. They were super duper short. The they were just okay. flow right over. As me. the flames just burst out throughout the room, uh, uh, tearing into the air with this reddish white flame, uh, both Vax and Tiberius manage to try and dodge out of the way as best they can, uh, only uh, receiving each of them. Well, all Vax has to do is roll because he's already on the yes. freaking ground. 12 points of fire damage to each of you. So uh, well, with uncanny dodge, you take none. successful save gets take half. zero damage. So you take zero damage, you take 12. So I take half. Is it 24 total? No. 24 total, Sorry, you yeah. take half. Scanlan, Keyleth, and Pike all take 24 points of fire oh, damage. Oh. Points. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Oh! <laughs> Rope. Stupid. Ow. Are we still moving? Are we still Get moving? Used to, are you getting used to your new um, foot, Vax? You guys move through. That's I'm the uh, that's the four of you guys. Uh, Percy, Grog, and uh, and Vex and Trinket are all behind as they watch the flames burst out and they all kind of stop their inertia. And now the mist slowly fills up the room. Uh, about the time that your spell wears off for the first okay. minute. <laughs> Let's move. Do we? You guys are split right now with the. Uh, the, the bears, the scale bears. Oh, they're coming oh, with us. They're like coming with they're us with through you. the whole yeah. thing. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. Keyleth, wait. blow the smoke again. Blow the mist away, if you can. Burn in another spell slot. All right, here we oh, go. No. Okay, right. very run through. Now we run no, he doesn't Don't care. Touch now we think on the side. Through. <laughs> he doesn't care. That Burning one. the second spell slot. Shh, the mist clears itself. Now that you're aware of what it does, you're very careful to direct it towards the center and leave an open path. The rest of you rush through, including the scale bearers, in the minute you have. The wind is blowing in your face from Keyleth's position. It's kind of like stepping into the force of a hurricane. Uh, you have to put your the hand in front of you. The pretty good, though, Keyleth. Thanks, I try to, yeah, get a little bit of like a sage thing on. <laughs> Sagey rosemary. Rosemary, rosemary I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to press the digitate just a, blossom, a tiny nice. like, air shield in front of me. When I bite into well, your peppermint patty, it's also pure oxygen. So it's a very, very tiny robots. shield that it protects this much of your face. That's so why I'm doing Your, your eyes are fine. The rest of your robes are so. 
Awesome. You guys all make your way across the room. So you can finish your spell, and the mist immediately fills up and completely uh, obfuscates that room behind you once more. One down. Okay. <laughs> Twenty rooms to go. <laughs> You're now in what is a ten-foot-wide chamber for an additional twenty, uh, or, or a tunnel or a hallway for another twenty feet before it opens up into another room. But there is no light source in there whatsoever. Um, you, with light on your staff again, do you kind of step ahead to? Do you want uh, to shoot an arrow in? Oh, would you like to see? Yeah, let's uh, do it. Right Boing. Light. All right, so as Vex releases her arrow, light bursts forth from the uh, the wooden shaft as it arcs across the room. As it does, you can see the room, as opposed to the previous one, which was square in shape, this one is circular. It is a, a uh, almost like a, a cylinder in its design. Um, uh, go ahead and make a perception check. They're always in trouble. Circular rooms. 16. Okay. 29. Okay. You notice that across this floor of the circular room, there are these circles marked across the entirety of the surface here. Right. Those are probably traps. I bet those are fun. Pressure plates, maybe? Okay, or sigils. That we have to activate them or not activate them? If I have dark vision, um, can we see to the other side of the room? Hmm? Can we see to the all the way to the, clear to the other side of the room? Opposite side, there is actually a much larger opening. What looks to be Another staircase that descends. This one is 20 feet wide. It's a very wide staircase where you're used to seeing, especially and it's open, the structure. There's no door. No doorway. It's open. It just descends down below. Mm. And the only way you can tell is because the, the arrow arcs across the. Back. Oh, I'm click my boots. What? No. Paste. Shouldn't we like throw something onto one of the pressure plates first and see what it does? Yeah, me. Uh, I'm going to click my boots of haste. I'm going to run. I'm going to do a, sort of a uh, running roll. Land on the. Closest circle and wait for like half a tick and then roll off of it. Are you kidding me? What are All right. you doing? So as as you guys are about to go, wait! Vax is already off, clicks the boots, the magic, the arcane magic of the boots of haste kick into his body, he leaps forward, make an acrobatics check. Okay. Can I hear that? I hope you get uh, your eyebrows All right. You leap forward, your hand touches the uh the, the first circle in the room. As it does, there's suddenly a large a shift in the room. Like all of a sudden. Your, the hand which you had purchase on slides out from underneath you. You catch yourself on your feet, but now suddenly there's a loud grinding sound. The entire room seems to be shifting, moving, spinning in its own right, and you instinctually feel something moving towards you very quickly. Make a dexterity saving throw, Liam. Oh boy. I click my earring. You're an idiot. You need luck because that blue, and that's a natural twenty. Oh, oh yeah, twenty. So, you barely managed to move out of the way before that circular in, uh, part, portion of the ground skyrockets up like a pillar, one very similar to the one that you created for your spell, it slams into the ceiling with a, with a heavy thud, retracts, and continues again. In fact, looking around you, all of them in the room are now, at different levels, pistoning into the ceiling. This entire room is slowly rotating, and there are just a series of pillars mashing into the ceiling. Oh. You have to make an acrobatics check to try and get through this now because you have very little space to move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use luck again. Uh, that is uh, 18. 18. You, uh, you manage to make your way halfway across the room, dodging out of the way as these pillars are slamming and retracting, kind of use the pattern 
of, uh, of when they're pulling down from the ceiling, but they're moving very fast. Uh, one of them manages to catch you underneath your ankle. Go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw again. Uh, that is, uh, that's 15. 15. All right. Uh-oh. It catches you, again, takes you off of your balance, and it rockets you towards the ceiling. You manage to pull most of your body out of the way in time, but it still catches the back of your shoulder blade. Um, yep. You take 40 points of crushing damage. Yes! <laughs> as you are slammed into the ceiling, and as the pillar retracts, you roll off with a heavy wheeze of pain. Catching onto your feet again. Uh, make one more acrobatics check. Oh my god. If you get crushed to death. <laughs> I'm sitting down crossing that? this time, by the way. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You uh, managed to, in the in the severe pain you're feeling, you can tell there's probably is some serious bruising in there, and you probably broke a couple ribs, uh, but you managed to uh, just barely dodge and leap out of the way, making yourself across the room to where the staircase descends out of the immediate danger. Jeez. The rest of you now are standing on the opposite side of this room, which is currently a rotating grinding mill. That was great. Okay, hold on a second, Vax. Just chill out for a minute. We, we all just took a little damage this last time. Perception check. He's checking. He's checking. All right, make a perception oh, check for a lever or something. For a switch. Twenty-five. 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 You can see on the ceiling in the very, very center of the room, precariously placed right where one of the pillars in the center slams into the ceiling. There appears to be a small quarter-sized hole, gold piece-sized hole in the ceiling. Yeah, come on, Vex. <laughs> Race you for it. In the middle of the room. <laughs> in the ceiling, is where- Is there a shot of it, or is there bagoong, bagoong, bagoong going on? Oh no, it's still going. The pillars are still slamming into the roof. <laughs> and that one hole you see is right where one of the pillars slams into the roof. You only see it intermittently when the pillar retracts. Go, sharpshooters, go. You first to me. Well, Everybody let's try this take, first, because you might just break it down completely. Oh, very well. <laughs> You're much more powerful than I am, person. Yeah, ladies first, perhaps. Ladies first. All right, can I try to shoot an arrow into the little hole? You can. This is a hard shot, because it's at an angle now. Okay. And it's to be kind of a, this, we're talking, this is Robin Hood level, split the arrow, because you have to hit it and ricochet upward to see if it'll have any effect. Oh, jeez Louise. I, um, place my hands on her shoulders. Can you inspire? I can inspire her. Yep. And I give her enhance ability. Ooh, enhance ability. Okay, what does that mean? You have advantage on... Oh, ability checks. Ability checks, this is an ability check. This oh. is, what, an attack? Oh wait, never mind. This would be an attack. This is, I would this like to offer aim. my beard um, for a rub of good luck. <laughs> I'm gonna... Uh, touch it. Uh, Thanks, as you offer the beard, it tears off. Oh, what? oh no! Uh, what did you do? <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna tie this to the arrow. It's it's gonna give it That's really good luck. So it's like ball. it's aerodynamically. I'm not actually gonna tie it to okay. the arrow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh, tell kind of plan. Plan. Mark, Mark in your inventory, you now have a fake grod rope beard. Is that, like a, is that like a minus one to my Mergens now? <laughs> oh, we'll come into play. <laughs> So the, the goal right. is to shoot an arrow okay. into this, like, like, de death, like the Death Star? Is that what's going yeah. on? Essentially, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, as I see her ready, I'm gonna hold up my hand with my ring pointed right at that hole. To do so you that. can deflect it if I... Yeah, I got your back! Alright, thanks, Get it, Tiberius. Alright, and you're going to... I'm going to inspire her 
with inspiration. <laughs> uh, I, I was saying, ooh, shut up and shoot that hole. Oh. Your arrow is my destiny. And I said, ooh, shut up and shoot that hole. And with that, you feel your focus, you wait, you, you breathe in, you breathe out, you breathe in, you breathe out in pattern with the slamming of the piston so against the ceiling. Giddy, 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 you're gonna you let out all your breath and you hold, 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 waiting between heartbeats and then release. Go ahead and make your attack roll. I'm gonna roll the fancy one we got last week. Get it, girl, get it. All right. Oh no. Okay. I add my attack bonus. Yes, you do. Plus an inspiration. Plus an inspiration Plus dice? Plus a d10. Oh shit. You're so quiet. I know. Oh, that's awesome! Okay. 35. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Good inspiration. As you release the arrow, you see the pillar slamming. The pillar comes down just as the arrow crests over it. Pass another pillar that just barely manages to miss it by a segment. I cast telekinesis to swoop it up. Just to help guide it. Oh, let me just see if I got it first. You, you, you rolled a thirty-five. It's, it's going there anyway. So, so as the pillar pulls down, the arrow goes cascading forward. Go ahead and make a d20 roll with the uh, plus five modifier. Sweet. Uh, that's and uh, uh, 17. 17? Mm-hmm. Okay. So as the arrow makes its way, it ricochets off the bottom edge of the, the actual hole in the and immediately bends itself upward, the shaft bending as it begins to start heading up the hole. There's a sudden force of arcane energy that slams it even harder up into the top of this, this tiny little slit. As it goes up there, you hear what sounds like a splintering of wood and metal. Then you hear metal grinding. You start seeing bits and chunks of grinding metal begin to pour out of the hole, and the pillars begin to Coming to a halt. Wrench and a machine. I could have done it. You totally could have done it. I could have made that shot. <laughs> next, next room's next yours. Next, next room's yours. Room. That was one of those impossible <laughs> things, right? Like pretty damn close to impossible. Nice. <laughs> pretty damn close to impossible. All right, let's go across and and heal our our rogue. Yeah, we walk. We walk across. As they come to the side, I clutch my broken rib and. Injuredly, hold a hand up and give a half-assed high-five to my sister. Ugh. Good job getting slammed into the roof like that. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So can we take like a short rest to heal up, and then also like a short rest to take a short rest in real life? Uh, you can. We're gonna go ahead and stop here. You're not taking a short rest. Okay. You guys take a moment. If you want to go ahead and uh, and heal up at all, use any of your hit dice. You're able to. Back. I'm gonna do that. Two. And on, th- on that note, we're gonna go ahead and take our five minute break here, guys. Hey, I'm Liam O'Brien, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. Hope you're enjoying the adventures of Vox Machina. Now let's get back to the action. Guys, after finishing your short rest, healing up various wounds in that circumstance, um, you make your way, <laughs> playing a fancy little diddle on a flute, uh, you make your way down this long, Long staircase. Uh, you continue down for, I'd say, probably a good 100 feet or so before you start encountering, uh, I would say, a mild change in the scenery at least. Uh, what was normally just a musty hallway is now becoming thicker 
and thicker coated with large spider webs. Ugh. Awesome. Everybody thinks so sticky. Spiders! I mean, to push through and cut through, and it gets to the point where it's just so matted. <laughs> you guys are having to bushwhack your way through as if you had a machete. Oh, yeah, I'm not taking off my, my oh, mask. No. Could I turn to one of the <clears throat> um, scale bearers mm-hmm. and ask if they have ever dealt with any umber hulks in this region? Um, okay, so, so a, a scale bearer Vorak gives a kind of a, a curious look to your question. Uh, Skelbear Desona looks to you and says, No, I don't believe they exist in this region, hmm. nor this close to the surface as far as I know. Right. That's important, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the spider webs, like, they, are, they, are they becoming more, like, more as we try to traverse yes, them? Yes, thicker okay. and thicker. So I'm going to make way, my way towards the front of the group, because okay. uh, I'm noticing this, and uh, I'm going to <clears throat> do a fire breath. And I'm gonna instantly cast Control Flame and catch as much as I can of it and start spinning it and burning the webs as we go. Okay, very cool. So Tiberius steps forward and breathes a heaving breath of dragon fire out of his mouth. As it cascades forward, burning through the nearby webs, he casts a secondary spell and captures it and begins to shape it almost like it's it's a fiery clay in the middle of the air. And utilizing that in a very similar way to uses his telekinesis, he begins to use that rolling fire to burn through the webbing as you guys continue down nice. the stairway. That's convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least it'll be disinfected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the, the fire st- cleans all. Mm-hmm. It also leaves a terrible stench. Burning web has this this awful kind of burnt hair. <laughs> it's similar, like burnt hair with a hint of burnt plastic, if you can think of it. Uh. It's awful. Um, What's plastic? Like spider hair. This is more for your own <laughs> player knowledge, sensory knowledge. Um, uh, the sound of, of the crackling of the nearby webbing that is slowly retracting and burning and melting uh, is immediately joined by the sound of a low clicking. Uh, so, we pissed them I off. I stealth immediately. Stealth. Do we want to? I can try and cast past without a trace on all of us. If oh you sneak yeah, that would here. be good. Do yeah, we want to try and sneak it. through? I cast past without a trace. All right, everyone. <laughs> all right, so changes uh, every time. So pass without a trace is cast while you two both make stealth rolls. So with the pass without a trace, thirty-one. That means my magic's all stealth. Twenty-four. With the plus ten. Uh, plus 10 from what? Say again? Cast without a trace. From Akilah's cast without oh, a trace. Oh, uh, 34. All right. You guys start off the side, kind of using the remnants of the web that's available to block your physical forms. Uh, the roiling fire that's been placed ahead of you uh, is starting to reflect small little points of reflected light throughout the shadows in the distance that are moving towards you as you begin to see giant Hairy, rotted legs. Oh, uh, I cast. Uh, which we Oh, my cloaks. I have my cloak on, uh, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cast stone skin, real quick. Okay. That's what I do right now. <clears throat> stone skin. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and ask. I have. I'm also gonna cast stone skin. <sighs> Can I cast um, while they're coming? I cast. Um, I didn't have it written down. I'm gonna go invisible. <laughs> Never mind, I can't find my spell. Alright, and I use that one for her. Thing. 
This is exciting, guys. There's a board of some sort. I cast Entangle. This is on the ground. In front? Yeah. Mm, you have you call. can Alrighty. cast things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a ranger. She can cast stuff. Yeah. As long Frog. as it's at range. You've got a beard mm-hmm. spell. That's my terrible joke. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Also cast. No, I'm embarrassed. Flash, flash, flash holes. And you can <laughs> frenzy rage. All right. You can now see immediately scampering up the side. What appear to be a series of large arachnid-like creatures. Uh, as you cast Entanglement, you can see... Go ahead and, and read the spell. Did I manage to catch the control flame my entire fire breath when I did oh, that? Oh, that's not what it was. Is that, is that what I'm controlling still? Currently you are. That's yeah. not okay. what it was. That's the wrong spell. Uh-huh. Is there okay. a way... Sorry, sorry. It's spike growth is the spell. Spike growth? I cast spike growth. Spike growth. Okay, that is different. Yes. Which is the ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point Within range, twists and sprouts, hard spikes and thorns. It's difficult to range for the duration, but um, anybody that can see me casting it doesn't take a damage to it. It's only the people that don't see me. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Dope. Really? Yeah. And any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom check. Cool. Oh wait, but they, can they see the area? Uh, they can see the area. Oh, well, that's <laughs> not quite the same thing than what I saw. Forget it! My spell is stupid! No, no! It's fine, just not in the hallway with stairs. It's fine, just stick to arrows, really. There's. Uh, so much wow. Wow. As I see this, can I release my control flame and let the fire breath just happen? And, like, not look, control looking, anymore? looking into your spell now. So control. Well, control flames is a cantrip. I know. Uh, you are able to control just enough fire to burn away the things. It wouldn't actually do any damage if released. Control fire. It kind of like captures an element of it. Okay. So that's what that, that's what I was using the element of what I did. Yeah. But I used it so I can have the fire. Exactly. Got gotcha. you. That's how I thought to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. It's they can see the ground. Uh, they can. Then no, don't. Doesn't it mess up the ground if we try to walk through it? Not you guys, but they... Thank you so much to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Nothing ruins my day faster than my allergies flaring up. My face gets preposterously red, my sinuses feel clogged, it feels like I'm walking around with a cartoon storm cloud over my head, which as you may be able to tell from the phlegmatic timbre of my voice is happening to me right now. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for several years. It's been an absolute game changer because I can now go hang out with my friends who have cats without my face swelling up like a giant balloon. And that's great news because I really wanted to pet their cats and now I can. So, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Well, uh, but they're spiders. Um, they're probably not can that Can I cast something else? No, right now everyone rolls initiative. Damn Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, so many things you can do here, Tiberius. I know, but I like doing lots of things. I know you do. It's not bad. Uh, I'll take that. I lost that. That's my punishment. Fuck yeah. Um, I love my new stats. 
I don't think that she does. <laughs> I don't have my new stats. Well, I'm terribly disappointed. My new stats are good. Every time. Every time. <laughs> Listen, please. I've never rolled a double digit initiative roll ever. Oh, Scanlan, how'd you roll them in the account? will Wheaton roll every time you roll initiative. Is that what we're calling it? Wheatening? Yeah, Wheatening. Wheatening? Wheatening. All right. So, 25 to 20. Wheatening. Quickly, that's 20. Yeah! Oh! That never happens when it's like damage or something. That's okay. 23? I'm gonna go with it. All right, so 23, what would you got? 21. All right, so we got Vex, Grog. Uh, and Pike, what's your dex? Tw- uh, oh, sorry. What's your initiative bonus? Uh, nothing. Nothing, so 20, all right. Uh, 20 to 15. 17. 17, Keel. 15. 16. All right, Percy. Uh, Tiberius. Uh, Vax? Uh, he's gone. Left the screen. Oh, really? Great. Yeah. I'm gonna consider Last. that, I'm gonna consider that a low initiative. Oh. Um, no, he's meant to go poop. Seven. Seven for Scanlan. Or deal with. Alright, well, we'll get to his turn when we get to it. We'll have a little turns. It's okay. Alright, Vex. Wait, there he is. He's holding he's, he has a cat. What'd it's you want for initiative? It's drink it. Uh, that is a 16. 16? Okay. Get your head out of your ass. <laughs> he's Dr. Evil. Alright, <laughs> Me? Yes. Oh, I'm gonna cast uh, he- uh, uh, Conjure Barrage at all of the spiders coming at us. Alrighty. Um, uh, and I'm gonna position, Hunter's Mark whatever one looks the biggest. Okay. From this position, you will also hit Tiberius to hit. Oh, uh, where of am I? You're right here. Oh. You gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, you could. <laughs> I'm gonna move to where I'm in the middle of them. I'm right still there? kind of stuck. Giddy. Yeah, and then I'll conjure barrage from there. Okay. I cast Hunter's Mark on the biggest good. one I see. Okay. Uh, this one here is one of the more larger ones. Okay. So we'll go ahead and mark that. And uh, go ahead and conjure barrage does what damage? Uh, it does 3d8 on all creatures. They get a saving throw? Uh, they get, yes, they do. Half damage if they save. Okay. What's the DC on your spells? My DC is 14. <laughs> Alrighty. What's your DC, girl? Okay. What's your digits? Give me those stats. Okay, uh. Only, do I need to roll for attack? Only this one makes it. Oh, uh, no, if the barrage just happens, they're, oh, they're all caught in it. Okay, so cool. all of them take full damage, except for this one takes half damage. So go ahead and okay. roll the damage on that. Um, 15, uh, and then 20 for the, uh, the big one with the hunter's mark. Okay. Alrighty. So, uh, you're gonna, so you moved, the do you want to move Trinket as well? Uh, can I have Trinket attack? Uh, Trinket. Oh, he should... That's yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Well, right that, the, the spell you cast was an action. Trinket can attack as part of your attack. Okay, running, so I so. get a second attack. Well, no, your spell is an action, so like that's your turn. It's, like, you do Conjure Barrage instead cool. of Cool, I'm going to step back against the wall. All right, so you step back there. Do you want to move Trinket anywhere in particular? Nah, I can't really get anywhere. It's All right, Trinket up to there and... It's good times, guys. Angrily, I growl at the, uh, the distance. Grog, you're up. I'd like to hold my turn. What? All right. Ooh, yeah! Grog holds initiative. Strategy. Pike, you're up. Okay. Uh, how far can I move up to use a spiritual weapon? Uh, I mean, you can move through your allies without an issue. You you can shift through your own guys without a problem. Okay. Um, So I would like to, sorry, uh, cast 
a a golden spider web of thorns. What? (laughs) Nice. Fancy. All right. (laughs) Okay. And encase the spiders. Okay. Um, That's cool. Okay. Like a thorny, um, thorny net. Like a thorny this, net. This this would be considered a, a net if it were considered a weapon that you are conjuring. I'm just making for this. it look really pretty. Right. Basically. Um, okay. So so the effect of this because you're, you're able to hit, I'm letting you hit multiple guys with this. It wouldn't do any. It would not do any damage. It wouldn't do any damage. It would just contain. It would. It would possibly have an effect on their ability to even move if they're thorny. Even, even <laughs> if, like holy thorns. Oh. It would be very itchy for them. Oh. All right, you know what? Well, I mean, that's not. I think you should do it. It's awesome. Okay, yeah, I'll contain them. Yeah. All right. Contain them and then somebody can just throw fire some fire, right. fireball Go ahead and roll a d20 and then add five to it. Okay. 12. 12, okay. Okay. Uh, these four in the immediate front, right there, the, as you bring back your, your your mace in the air, you kind of hang it to your side with the uh, the leather strap around your wrist. You reach up and grab your holy symbol. As you release the holy symbol and hold your hand up, divine energy streaks out from your fingertips and forms into this kind of golden silver net. As your arm is doing this kind of throwing animation in the air like that, the, uh, the net shoots out from the front and spreads down onto the spiders and contracts around. You can see it catches them and they start scrambling inside. Uh, these front four are considered grappled. Yeah! Hey. All right, all right. Cool. Um, nice. Nice. That's it. Uh, that brings it to uh, Keyleth. Okay, with that new development. Wait. Um, can you do that um, I can. I'm going to do um, a poison spray, though. Uh, where am I right now? You were right here, behind Pike, as she threw her giant golden net. Um, I'm gonna be like, excuse me, excuse me, Pike, excuse me. Yes. Sorry, sorry, excuse oh, go me. Through, sorry. Go through, go through, go, you, go, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Poison spray. Okay, poison spray. So it's a uh, cone. 10 foot cone. 10 foot cone. Uh, if you want to get right up in here, you could get these three there. I'll do that. Okay. So um, it's constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, this one. This one succeeds, so no damage, but these two take damage. Just go ahead and roll it. Okay, so I take 2d12, 6, <laughs> Ugh, 7 damage. 7 damage? It's not great. I think he takes half damage, though, even though he fails. Does he? I think Poison missed it. it poison spray? Poison spray, it's, it's, it's a cantrip. I think it's like damage or nothing. Um. Oh yeah, I guess so. All right, uh, so move. You want to keep moving, or you want to stay where you are? Um, can I get out of everyone's way? You're currently, uh, actually, if can I like, be where you cast it, you would be able to move out. Can I back up a little bit? Yeah. Okay, still grappled. I, I just kind of want to. Yeah. There. All right. Your turn. Then it's your turn. Uh, Vax, Percy. Uh, uh, please be my guest. Did you say Dax Percy? Yes. Yes. And uh, I'm doing my best seeing from what I can see here. Keyleth is right in front of me. She was, she just pulled behind you. I moved behind. you're in front of the spiders. You're good, you're in front. There's a little bit of distance, so I'm just going to start hucking uh, daggers at them. I'm going to start with uh, Dagger of Life Stealing. You're only like two squares away. uh, 
16 to hit. 16 to hit. Hits. Okay. So that is full. Six is 10 of damage. All right. Then the keen dagger follows. That is a 27. That hits. That hits for 10 damage. And then uh, one dagger. Woo! Uh, you're not hasted anymore, by the way. You're right. Forget it. Yeah, forget that last. That's right, too. So, as you're off to the side, kind of hiding amongst the, the, the slowly burning webbing, you move around, <laughs> hug both daggers. One strikes a spider right in the center of where its eyes are, and it screeches for a second. Before it curls up, its leg is kind of pulling into its torso. The other one begins to pull out of the uh, the net that Pike set. As it does, you throw the secondary dagger. It strikes it in its abdomen, and the blade retracts and returns back to your uh, to your belt. As it does, it leaves the streak of greenish liquid. And you have a, a better view of these spiders now. Um, go ahead and make a nature check, uh, both uh, Keyleth and uh, Vex. Dope. By the way, I'm here, but I, I'm also there. Ooh. Natural 20. Yeah. Nice. You're also there. Cloak of Displacement. Because I rolled oh. an eight. There's like two of them. All right. So, uh, Keyleth, you notice as, as most uh, spider-like creatures go, you're used to like the darker, furry, wolf spider types. Um, mm-hmm. These have a different color. Their, 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 their physical bodies are more white and blue. Like they're mostly covered, their coloration is white with like kind of a bluish hue to it, and their, their eyes are almost pink. And white in color. Uh, they're they're very strange, different kind of spider. Um, Is that all I know with my natural twenty? Uh, you you haven't encountered too many types of arachnids, but there's something about them that seems uh, loosely themed in the ethereal. Ah. Mm. You and your in your experience, you've heard of you've heard of certain spiders that can travel through the plains rapidly. Um, oh, damn plane spiders! Gotcha. Hey guys, I think these are like magical bamfing spiders. Okay, kill cool, them, bro. Then. Let's yeah, kill them. Let's kill there's, there's one spider that's not uh, caught. There's what? There's yes, one back here. All right, I'm gonna Did take a couple shots at him with my with my sharpshooter. So let's start with. Um, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. 24 to hit. That's there. What was it? A 24 to hit. That hits. And let's do this my first shot. Kapew! Uh, that's depressing. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, I get the bonus. So, see, that's 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage? Alrighty. That's not too depressing. That's not too depressing. <laughs> uh, it's because I'm taking a negative five to hit. A little bit more. Ah. Uh, and that's. Oh, that's, uh, that's not bad. Uh, nine, 10, 16. I have new numbers. 16 to hit. 16 does also hit, yep. Ah! And same I'm target. Gonna, same target with an added fire bonus. And uh, three fire damage and 16, 17 as well. All right. 17 plus three fire damage. That, <laughs> is that, so that spider gets splattered. You see there's a burst of flame and a push as its body is knocked in the air. Torn asunder and then consumed by the flame burst at the same time. You see, like, it looks like a, a scattering of ash across the ground and the steps beneath it. It looks like flash paper. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and I duck back behind Grog. Where you going? All right. These two uh, spiders that are currently caught in the net both oh, vanish, uh, and the net falls flat. 
Oh shit. Um one is striking at you. Me. That is a 21 to hit. It hits me. And against Percy, that is a 25. Oh my god, that hits. <laughs> All right. Uh, you both take 13 points of piercing damage. Oh. And I need you both to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, oh, oh god. That can't be good. Boom. 13 points of piercing damage? Mm-hmm. You poofed. 17. All right. Oh, wait. Yeah, nope. 19. 19, constitution saving throw. Uh, constitution Percy. saving throw. Oh no! Roll the one. Percy! Oh. So, as, as all of a sudden the strange sound streaks behind you, you turn over your shoulders in time to see these spiders pop out of seemingly nowhere and strike into you. The fangs sink into your side and you uh. knock them off with your elbow. You feel the venom uh, extract itself from the fangs, but just as you pull it out of the side, so it actually does not envenom your body. Percy, you're not so lucky. The venom pulses into the side of your shoulder and you feel this burning sensation ripple through your entire upper right torso. Uh, you take 21 points of poison damage. Ow. Oh, shit. Oh. Oh. Uh, what was that number again? 21. 21. 21. 21. 21. 21. Um, is that all it does? It's just poison him? Yep. I am poisoned, though. Uh, you are not considered poison. It's a, it's a damage. It's just a poison. Oh, okay. straight up damage. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Good uh, it's not too bad. It could be worse. Is there a turn? I did uh, take Tiberius? protection. You're still in your turn, Grog? Mm -hmm. All right, Tiberius? I should cast that on this. Um, if necessary. So we're That's in a hallway, a stairwell? Yes, it's a stairway heading down, essentially, right here, and then it, it evens out at the bottom point. Uh, Fighting on the stairs. Uh, how how is it like a big? Do I is it? Uh, it's about fifteen feet up to the ceiling. Uh, uh, Ten fifteen. Very well. Uh, how many are left? Two. Yeah. Uh, Obelisk of stone. Okay. Squishy spider. Squishy spider. So as both the spiders are knocked off both Percy and Vex, you guys kind of rear back, ready to to defend yourself. Uh, suddenly the stairwell shakes for a second and pillars of stone go <laughs> from underneath, similar to the uh, the trap room you encountered earlier. Um, <clears throat> it's inspiration that I've seen. What's Tw 21. 21, and what's the DC on your spell? 17. 17? Uh, both spiders get mashed pretty horribly into the <laughs> ceiling. You see where the pillars are slammed into the ceiling permanently, yeah. You can see the legs kind of dangling out yeah, for a second yeah. and then just slowly curl in towards the edge of where yeah. the stone pillars are making the ceiling. Are there any uh, corpses that are more accessible than the one that got torched and the ones yeah. that are squished? Are there any spider fangs we can put in the bag? Yeah, because mm -hmm. I have that book that helps me do that now. So when I shot... Uh, you can, actually. There are the... the, there's, the, the, the well, there's one that you shot. Uh, oh, actually, the, the one that you killed is the one that burst into flame. Yeah, yeah. it's the one that burst into flame. That one's not going to be salvageable. There's a few that you and Vex killed. Vex and Vax both just kind of wiped out a few uh, spiders. Go ahead and make an herbalism roll. Ooh, I bet we need some of that poison. Dip the arrows in it. Mm. What did the book do it again? It gave me a plus or an advantage. Did it give me an advantage on rolls? Uh, or like a plus something? I asked you to write that down. I would say advantage. Oh wait, you did ask me to write it down, and I think I did. Advantage bonus, which the two is it? Oh no, I didn't write it down. I just wrote that I have the books. Ah, uh, I don't remember what I did for that. <laughs> I will say advantage. That's the easiest to remember. That's better. 
Um, so, 24. 24. Uh, you managed to extract two poison glands from one of the spiders. The cool. other one were too damaged beyond repair. Ooh. Sweet. Two, two, poison two small glands. venom glands. Nice. I give them to the twins. Okay. Oh, we can just like use them? You don't know. Okay, cool. She hands you two nasty looking glands that are like still wet with spider I, ichor. I got this for you guys. Oh, thank you, Keyleth. That's very, that's um, sweet. I, I, I love it. Would you happen I, to have a little glass vial? I think I have I two left. Oh. I need to get more. <laughs> uh, here we go. Thank you. Well, I'm like Walmart over here. Nibs, um, it helps. I'm ready to make my attack turn. <laughs> All right. <laughs> There is nothing there. <laughs> I sheath my soul. There you go. <laughs> uh, a little, a little help here. Yeah. Would, oh. would be nice. Oh wait, I thought you were poisoned. Oh, you need healing. I, he has, what you, are you at? I'm at forty-seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. I guess we all we all Suck need some healing. Pe- <laughs> somebody else at. Huh? That's where I was at after I healed myself up with a handful of hit dice after getting crashed into the ceiling. Yeah, but we took a short break. Your, and we're not doing that now. Use your hit dice. You'll be I fine. I just use my. You know. um, are you guys taking a short rest? Is no. that what you're doing? No, no, no. no. We're good. Percy, hold on. Can I ask a question while she's healing first? Because mm-hmm. we've taken a short rest. Already, the, right? the grappling yeah. arrow I used on the little halfling, I can get that back, right? Because yeah, you you retreat. Great crown is a tomb. This makes me sure. Uh, I'll continue so on down the hallway. Okay. I'll join him. Kilo, have you been, are you still using a uh, pass out of trace? Um, no. No? You had to break it's it. It's spell, isn't it? Yeah, but I cast stone skin on myself. You did. All right. So go ahead and make stealth roll. Sorry. Not good. <laughs> I'm with Nine. Nine. All right. Nine. As you progress. I would like to continue to stealth ahead of the group and also continue checking for tracks. I already, I already, we already, already went. Uh, oh, he is. Uh, yeah. As you stealthily guy. move along the side of the of the wall, <clears throat> Scanlan comes pattering <laughs> down the stonework. Eighteen. No. Into what is a large central chamber. You can see webbing scattered throughout the entirety of the stone room. Uh, it's about. 60 feet up, uh, there is very, very low light from the flickering sconces uh, that are on the walls of this, towards the, towards the base of the actual room. Uh, the building in the center, it looks almost like an ancient mausoleum structure, how it's placed in the center of the room, closed stone doors, but what catches your eye is the entirety of the structure seems to be crafted of the same platinum-like material as the stone, as, as oh, the container wow. that you guys are carrying. Oh, the we're in. There's we sapphires it. all over the walls in here, then. Uh, not not the walls of the actual chamber itself, just this no. central building right there. We're not stealing from this place. Go make perception check. Anyone who wishes to look for traps. While we're out there. I'm ah! <gasps> oh no, that was my big fancy one. Nice. I'm gonna check for any arcane stuff. And I got to fourteen. perception. Uh, I'm gonna check for twenty-five. It's a twenty-one. Perception. Perception twenty-one. 25 for Arcane? Yeah. Um, best you can gather, as far as the the presence of any Arcane in this room, the the scrolling on, on the uh, structure in front of you, there are elements of the scrolling that you can see are based in the uh, Arcane runes that are used for ritual inscribing, uh, but there's nothing of any magic you've ever been familiar with that is mm. utilized in the structure. Um, what'd you roll? Oh, really, really high. 
Um, eight. All right. So who's moving in? Who wants to? Uh... Uh, I moved in with Grog. I guess I'm I can I try to stealth and move along the side, or just kind of keep to the edge. Going in. All right, you move off to the side, kind of pushing through some of the webs, and there's still webs on the side of the room. I'll keep close to the uh, the guards in the box. I mean, I'll go in. All right. I rolled 18 on the stealth. All right. I'll go in like kind of close to kind of close to Grog. All righty. I'm gonna tail my sister actually. All right. <laughs> move around over here with your sister. And yeah. Trinket's gonna stay next to um, Keyleth. Alrighty. Come here, Trinket. At this point. I'm going to uh, here, go invisible. Wait, I'm not Trinket. Alright. <laughs> you are currently. I am furry, but I'm not Trinket. Invisible scanner. Uh, can we as, can we see a spider in here? Like a big spider? <laughs> you don't. No. Um, There's always a big I, Okay, spider. can I dark? But no one's. It's very low. Light. I'm going to use my primeval awareness and see if I can sense any spiders in the area. Okay. You uh, take a moment to concentrate, and you sense, while not invisible range, on the opposite side of this room, a whole bunch of tiny little life sources, and one rather large one. Good to know. Lots of spiders. I'm going to cast protection from poison on myself while we're All right. I cast Terminex. <laughs> I'm drinking a healing potion. Right All right. Now. I'll I'll do I'm gonna do the same motion. Also go I'll go ahead and No, no, it's fine. It's yeah, fine. what does the level two healing potion do again? I'm gonna keep my stone skin up. Okay. Yeah, what's the level two? I'm going to go potion? level two healing potion is four D four plus four. I'm going to go uh, use greater invisibility. Okay. As well. All right, so you are also concerned about this one. Because I can cast and still stay invisible. So. All right, uh, Kima kind of pushes ahead through the group. Are you guys are doing this? Walks up to the front of the chamber, and you see she takes the holy symbol around from her neck, the symbol of Bahamut. And much like she did to the doorway that she had opened at the bottom of the temple earlier to find this initial passageway, she feels around in the scrolling, and then eventually finds a section of it and kind of rotates. It looks like a circular part of it that shifts and then pulls out. When she pulls it out, you can see there is a, a, kind of an engraving there. There is a recessed engraving in the same shape as her holy symbol. Before she touches anything, mm-hmm. can I let her know that there's a whole lot of spiders on the other side of the room? You Wait, what? You didn't you tell any of us that. Her right flank, just to so the yeah, corner of um, the mausoleum structure. Just so everybody's aware, right there. there's things we just fought. There's a ton more of them on the other side of this little oh, chamber. Oh, thanks thing. for telling us. No problem. Rod, take a stealth check. Be very quiet. Oh, shit. <laughs> Natural 20. <gasps> yes! 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 Put that beard off because it had like bells and shit. Oh, the beard is still there. <laughs> no, no, it yeah. fell off. Its most majestic the... part fell off. Uh, <laughs> still some some Substantial happening. Uh, <laughs> as Grog, you, for a moment there, you recess into your old hunter training when you were traveling with the barbarian tribe, and you, you, you take in the darkness around you and walk fleet of foot, making your way to the edge of it, not making a single sound. You're damn proud of yourself. I am. <laughs> Quietly. All right, so as you tell us to Kima, she goes, Spiders, let's ask spiders. Is that going to make noise? I don't know, I haven't been in this chamber before. Perhaps we should kill the spiders before we make some noise, or maybe just 
kind of be prepared. In fact, you know what? I'm going to cast spike growth on the ground in between where they're going to have to walk through. Ooh! All right, so Because they can't freaking see it right now, can Smarty they? Pants. Uh, right, yeah, Dust. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So say spike growth. How much does it affect? Um, it affects... Oh, damn it. I didn't put it in my thingy, because I'm dumb. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. Sorry. You're not sorry. dumb, you're a strong, oh, smart person. It's my growth. Can you're I? more than arrows. You're more than It is a 20 foot radius. Okay, cool. So That's you can do this whole area right here is all now okay. spiky. Okay, and it spikes, hard spikes and thorns. Good to know. All right, I'm gonna follow suit. Brian. I'm gonna follow suit and go to the other side and cast Stinking Cloud. No, uh, no on the- Over here? Over here, yeah. All right. Our side's the best. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead and make another stealth check. Okay. 15. 17. Wow. 17. That's the best stealth I've ever done. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you quietly combine and mutter under your breath your arcane ritual all of a sudden. And what was the size of the cloud on that one? 30, I think. I, I think. I think it's 30 feet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, while he's doing that, 90 I'm, feet. Oh, oh that's oh. the range. The it's a 20 foot radius. Oh, your cards are cool. Radius, which would be actually a 20 foot radius. Nice. Would be, oh, they're like purple. Mine has like, like, oh, nice. Like that's good. Yeah. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'd like oh, <laughs> this whole area here. Oh, actually, I did see this. I've got like a and you also now make very nasty sickle. Cloud in this vicinity as well. This whole area is completely marked off on both sides. Now. Um, that's I, good. I like to walk up as I see what's going on. Uh, I'm going to take out my deck of illusions. I'm going to toss two cards both ways, or two cards on each side. So I'm going to. Question do this that chamber in the center of the room, does it go all the way to the ceiling? Or is it. No, there is, there is a gap. Deck of illusions, everyone. So there's a huge. So the, technically the spiders could crawl okay. up the ceiling and drop down on us? Yes. In theory? Why would you give him ideas like that? Okay. No, it's just, just, just feed cut him it. irony. Just so. Just feed him. <laughs> Ten of hearts. Yes. Joker. <laughs> Queen of hearts. And another Joker. What? So. What does I, that mean? Wait, you threw. Uh, so two on each side. Oh, two on each side. Yeah. So like two's over in that, like it, right before all the mess over there, and two's over in the other mess. You want to go one up top? Yeah. Uh, so the Jokers. Are you? Um, and a female version of me. Ooh, All right. that's awesome. So, secondary Tiberius appears. Hello, everyone. There. You thought you'd make a good woman. Tiberiosa. Female Tiberius appears over on that side. And then, whichever side you decide. Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts and Ten of Hearts. Leviosa. A succubus appears over here. Winged. That's fun. So, what's the other one? Queen of Hearts and a Ten of Hearts. Ten of Hearts. A cloud giant. What? On this side of the room, we use that for now, it's fine. Um, all of a sudden, appear kind of translucent. Their, their image flickering. It's not a great illusion, but it's enough where it catches some attention. Right. And they're um, right, and they're positioned right before the messes of each side. Yeah, like right there. Yeah. <clears throat> Alrighty. Kimo's now sitting here like. Go, 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 do it. She puts her symbol into the recess as it does the stone doors. Kind of shift, this dull, uh, kind of creaking of the stone as it slides, not open, but into the walls, revealing an interior that is, uh, as 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 kind of the the, the light filters in, 
the entirety of the wall, floor, and ceiling of this room is of the same scrolling, the same platinum sapphire material as the outside of this building and the boxes there. Except for the design seems to all filter in towards the center, like the center of a spider web. Mm. All the design coalesces Has to, to be the a center point. It's <laughs> not an actual spider web. Um, and and there, there, there was a raised uh, a dais in the center there, about uh, four feet wide, about a half a foot thick. Um, Kima kind of takes her symbol, puts it back around her neck, steps to the side, and kind of motions like this. Uh, the two scale bearers begin to move down, carrying the case. Look around at the rest of you for like. I, I invisibly follow. Right behind the, the box. All right. Still keeping my okay. illusions. Okay. Okay. Check. Yeah, I'm not gonna move. Start following. As you will. I'll. No, 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 oh, no. You're no. not staying right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, yeah. I'll let me shift one over just so I'm not in trinkets way. Uh, the other way. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, as they enter the chamber, Kima enters as well. Uh, you guys. Following and behind them. I need you all to make stealth checks. Everybody? Uh, no, uh, Tiberius with advantage because you're. Well, what kind of check? Uh, stealth. Not you. Not you. Don't worry about it. Stealth. I don't. No, you do. Is that seventeen? <laughs> A two? No. <laughs> so you step into the chamber, uh, losing your footing for a moment on the smooth kind of platinum-like ridges across the ground, and you kind of catch yourself, your plate hitting the ground with a large ting sound, um, at which point the uh, the two scale bearers kind of look at you Sorry, sorry. With a heavy sigh, and Kim goes, go, go, go. They both step forward and take and place the box into the center of the room on top of the dais. As they both release the chains, the box seems to levitate on its own to the center of the room, much like how the horn itself ascended and was kept uh, aloft with the center of the box. The box lifts up and slowly begins to rotate on its own. As it does, you can see the sapphire bits that are ingrained in this box flash with a bright blue light. And all of a sudden, the blue energy spreads into the, top, the ceiling and the floor of this room, and all of the blue and silver veins that are carved into this begin to glow Wow. With a similar blue light. Cool. At which point, I love light. The doors begin to. Which doors? Oh. The doors you guys en- entered this room and begin to close. Ah, uh, leave. I'm a scooch. Guys, yeah, you guys immediately scooch out of the way. Uh, Kima darts off. Both of them turn around and start running, running back. They're gonna die. Uh, they both make it out. Oh, both good. manage to just squeeze through fast as the doors slam behind. At which point, that would be terrifying. You see. Um, a series of spiders beginning to try and cut her around. These here, <laughs> what's the DC on your... Uh, My spell? Spell, yeah. 17, because I didn't do it through the hand cut. Yeah. Should we run? Both of these spiders... We're gonna clear it. ...get disoriented and begin clear. trying to find their way through the sticking cloud. <laughs> kind of like... Kind of make their way through. The rest of these begin coming forward. What's the roll they have to make for the, the spiky growth? 14. They have to go and repair the room we broke. Both, both Mr. Say, what's the damage on that? Uh, that's uh, 2d4 for every five feet crossed. Uh, they would probably be skittering around here halfway through before they 
change directory. So I'm gonna make my 1d4, 2d4? 2d4 for every five feet. Yes. Check. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nice! I'm charging around the corner rapidly. 10 <laughs> 4 That's cool. Oh, nice. What? For her horns. Sweet horns. My little sister once fell into a rose bush. Good story. It was very painful. Good story. Good story. Good story. <laughs> I, one time I fell on a, a fire hill ant. Or a fire, fire, fire ant hill. That sucks, too. 22. Yeah. Like, 22. Uh, both of these spiders stop in place, looking severely messed up and damaged, and just kind of hold their ground, looking very confused. You see, curling up over the top of this structure, one large white and bluish spider that leaps up. As this is happening, you guys notice that blue energy is cracking through the floor, and now following the pattern across the entirety of the structure, it crawls up the walls, and that blue energy reaches to the ceiling, illuminating it. And what you missed when you entered the room is you can see recessed into the ceiling of this room four large humanoid entities that are just currently held aloft, buried in the ceiling go, go. of platinum armor. One of them suddenly flashes, dislodges, and <laughs> squashing the spider oh, in the process. Oh, what is that? Screeching sound as the spider slowly tries to curl in place. The giant platinum golem now slamming on top and squishing it on top. You see as it slowly comes to stand. Each hand holding these giant platinum cleavers. You suddenly hear a voice ringing through your heads collectively. Get out! You heard the man! You heard him! You heard him! Earrings! Everybody! Uh, you heard him! Wait, but we, can we just leave the thing here with yeah. this? I think he's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill everything now. Oh, then let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so all of you guys start they're bolting out. I want everyone, everyone to go ahead and make a dexterity check. Okay. That's good. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. 13. All right, anyone lower than a 10? What about on a no. 10? Lower than a 10. Everyone. <laughs> all right. I got 13. Who's what? 14. Awesome. You guys all come darting out of the room. Uh, except for Kima. <laughs> so all of you guys come running out of the room. Kima's dead. Uh, the, Kima? The, um, no, no. The, the, the rest of the, the scale bears come rushing through now. They're no longer encumbered by it. Kima's kind of helping everyone else get by and trying to keep everyone at bay, being the hero. As she turns around, the first one comes leaping off of the top of the structure, runs toward her, and gets one giant sweep with one of its blades. <gasps> Uh, with a Ooh, yeah, that'll hit. Um, you see the blade streak across the front of her silver armor. She takes 24 points of slashing damage. It sends her flying back 10 feet with the sheer force of it, but she manages to roll out of it. Yeah, with an acrobatics check, catching stuff to her feet and just keeps bolting behind the rest nice. of you guys. You now see behind two more. Uh, Dislodging from the ceiling as the one that's charging after you is coming up the stairway. Through this, we're now going into a skill challenge as you guys are rushing out. Oh, skill yeah, skill challenge! It's like, it's like a new go, go. Now, as you're running through, there's still the bits webbing in the way. I need everyone to go ahead and make another dexterity check. Dexterity. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. 21. Anyone? 25. 22. 26. 17. 11. 22. All right. 19. 
All right, as you guys are all charging up the way, kind of like helping each other, but also clamoring to get through, uh, Kima's rushing up. You see one of the scale bears has now tripped and fallen on the stairs. Oh, no. She runs past, leans back to reach her hand out as the golem comes up behind. No. With two hands, swings down with both blades. Is Kima again? Uh, this is against one of the scale bearers. Oh, okay. Should I be um, rolling the trinket? One, uh, I'm just doing a trinket with you. It's okay, fine. thank you. Um, we'll do that next round, because okay. I forgot. Uh, a lot of things to consider. Uh, one of them hits the stone and just streaks off sparks flying through the air, illuminating the space secondarily. Uh, however, the other scale bearer takes 28 points of slashing damage uh, from the blow as it reaches up again for a second blow. Kima reaches down, grabs. Uh, Desmona's arm and lifts her up off her feet, and they both go charging forth. You guys make your way up the stairway. As you see now, the golem is pushing its way through. I'm going to dissipate my my card illusion. I'm going to cast Fly on myself. Okay. So I'm hovering. How much of a gap is there between um, this like last trailing behind Scale Bearer and the golem? Uh, well, now the Kim's got it, they're rushing up. It's trying to keep it behind. There's about a 10 foot, 15 foot gap now. Okay. I'm going to turn around and do Wall of Stone. Boof. Okay, as, you, as, as they just rush past the wall, stone slams up as the golem goes smashing into it. Uh, I'll do some port. I'll do obelisk right behind it. Do. All right. So as you guys come rushing up to the top of this, you guys are just put, yeah. building the stone wall. Obelisk, obelisk, obelisk. Um, we'll say you cast it twice to go ahead and reinforce. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, you hear the impact from behind. You hear the stone crack and break, and you see two of the pillars that you put up. Impact, dust, bits of rock shoot out, but it settles. Apparently, it's holding strong, and you start hearing slamming of some sort of heavy weight behind it. Run, run. As well as the following of additional giant heavy footsteps. It's now got its reinforcements caught up to it. You guys charge into the room with the broken trap, which now has like partially raised platforms. Uh. You're rushing around and trying to find your way through. You get to the other side of the room. There's now an entirety, a room filled with mist in front of you. Oh no. Uh, I still have it. I can gust of wind. Okay. That's my last third level spell. All right, Gusta Win, I'm going to ask all of you guys to make a wisdom check as you rush through. Uh-huh. Including me? Everyone. Wisdom check or wisdom saving check. throw? This is a wisdom check. Uh, uh, oh. Not good. Just That's adding your wisdom? Nice! 24. Sa- saving throw oh. or just your ability modifier? 12. Ability modifier. So, oh. okay. 16. Negative 3. 10. 10 for me. 14. 13. <coughs> All of you guys Nine. can push him through. Wow. <coughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So. So as you guys come rushing in, you're like, go, go, go! You see Keyleth is focusing and getting the wind to escape. Keyleth, uh, uh, Keyleth rushes up, Kima comes through with the two scale bears, everyone comes through, Grog's bringing up the back, you can see now in the back uh, behind him, a giant uh, blade-wielding fist that the golem comes smashing through the wall. Uh, the rest of you guys, like, ushering Grog along, Grog comes running, hears the sound, looks over his shoulder, and, and the... And the uh, the chaos of it, the trajectory is off and he ends up brushing into the side oh, no. of the mist. Uh, Grog, go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. 12. You uh, end up taking 24 points of fire damage as the pillars <laughs> spin, unleashing a torrent of flame. Oh, bad car wash! Bad car wash! <laughs> <laughs> bad car wash! Oh, no, Grog, your beard has been sick. What? <laughs> <laughs> You reach up instinctively and feel that smooth as a baby Goliath face. Oh! Is, oh. is, is, is <laughs> all that work? Uh, is you guys charge up the rest of the staircase? Is Grog behind us now, like the furthest way? Uh, he's the, he's oh, just caught up to you guys as you're rushing up the staircase. You get to the final door, you exit. Uh, as Kima rushes everyone through, she bring, brings out her holy symbol real fast, and as she pulls it off her neck, you see the first golem reach the bottom of the staircase. Megan's looming up. It's We're leaving! What are you doing? Uh, go home! I take go a, home! 
Bad Gollum. Kima pulls out her holy symbol and holds it aloft in front of her and just says under her breath, at which point it begins to glow with this extremely vibrant glow. As it does, you see a symbol emblazoned on the front of the golem. It flashes with light as it stops. It just kind of holds its place and waits. And Kima looks at the symbol like, I, I wasn't sure that was going to work. Uh, she takes. Tell it to go kill the spider! She, she takes the symbol and puts it back in the, side of the, in the side of the stone door that originally was closed. The door is slowly seal shut once again. She pulls the symbol out, and she falls to her knees, breathing heavily. Oh, Kima. <sighs> we did it! Next time, oh. lead with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree, Grog. Very well it said. It kind of <laughs> happened very quickly, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so oh, people dear. need to be healed? Yeah. Kima, for yeah. sure. I'm actually okay. Oh, Grog's got right. a burned I'm face. No, I, I want to wear this pain as a remembrance of my beard. You guys, you guys make your way up. You can grow it back, Rob. It's you guys okay. make your way up to the main chamber Big where fella. High Bear Vord is currently waiting for you. Oh, that's um, he turns to you as you enter and. So I am to assume that your journey was a success. Uh, yes. Yeah. Surprisingly so. It was, went off without a hitch. Well, yeah. You got some good security down there. Very good. I told you. Mm. Once it's instilled, it will be safe. A little warning next time. <laughs> 20, 25 points of healing. There you go. Oh, you're a girl. Oh, 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 that that, that, that will top me off very nicely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. Uh, well done, everyone, by the way. Yeah. That, that could have gone well. That could have worse. Which point, uh, the, the high bearer of Ward kind of raises his hand. Y'all. If you do not mind. And Jan kind of shuffles forward. Such a bore. Excuse me, I'm right here. It, it was a play on words. Your name also means something that you do when you're tired. Yeah. I don't like you. He <laughs> <laughs> out and it puts a big old sack of coins in your hand. Oh. 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 Uh, I'll. Oh, of course. course. We should mention that you may have to have one of the rooms repaired. Take a couple out. Good to know. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the spinning column uh, circle trap, of death circle of death yeah. may have gotten <laughs> a little broken. We thought we maybe were just disarming it, but I think we probably broke it. It was an arrow. If you it. find the remnants of a glorious beard, preserve it. Oh, Grog! <laughs> actually, Grog. I've got some remnants of a lovely beard, and I try to smush it onto his. It is chin. not the same. <laughs> it is that not the same. That was pretty good. It is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at which point the High Bearer turns to you, Pike, and says, Mighty Cleric, I, I see this meeting, though it escaped my vision more so, you bear the holy sigil of the Dawnflower, the Lady of Redemption herself. While we may walk under different stars, I offer these words that caught my ear not but a week ago. An excavation beneath the toppled tower of Sirach a long, cursed ruin that sat like a blemish upon this city for hundreds of years, it was revealed that perhaps the five holy paths that began here at Vasselheim, there may indeed now be a sixth. What? A forgotten temple to Serenray has been uncovered, crumbled, lost, and without light has sat forever and a day, and few are around in this city in her guiding flame to recover and restore its glory. Perhaps you should look into it. I will gladly look into it. The Luan rise to the west of here, 
the base of the city's mountain. Look for the Darkstone Ruin. Nevertheless, I thank you for your time. Kima, if you wouldn't mind, we have some things to discuss as well. Oh, Kima. um, uh, real quick, uh, Vorg. Just, you wouldn't. Vord. High Vord. Vord. But that's Hi. all right. High Vord. Yes. Vord. Um, you wouldn't have happened to her, uh, you know, hear of maybe um, a druid tribe called uh, the the Fire Ashari. Um, they call their their little hometown Pyra. Do you happen to know? If you know, maybe. He, um, he gives you a keen look. Says, "There has been talk of a rogue band of druids, not more than two days travel in the." See, where did I put that distant massive pass here? Thinks to himself for a moment, considering where. Towards the Sunder Peak mountain range. Dangerous territory, fraught with volcanic activity, yet these folks seem to call it home. Is it, um, is Sunder Peak like west or east to where we Southwest can like. Southwest of the city. It's hard to miss. Southwest. Look for the plumes and sulfurous smoke. Is it is the Temple to Serenray on the way to the? Temple to Serenray is on the same mountain that this temple is built on. Oh, to the west of here. Follow the mountain base. Oh, yes. So we can it like stop there first. Yes, okay. it's close. It seems. Um, All of us can. Before we part, um, you seem to be uh, quite learned of certain many uh, things that I am not. Uh, have you ever heard of anything called? The God's Hammer, or the Pale Stone, or any kind of particular artifact, robes of mercy, uh, perhaps. Uh, I can say I have, unfortunately. Of course. But I shall keep this in mind, should the information come my way. Very good, thank you. I bow. Gives you a look, kind of a glance, and uh, notes. And for the record, while your color is not what it was when you first entered, Know that the great platinum dragon sees through the skies to the heart beneath. Yes, thank you for noticing. I agree with the same sentiment, and I bow and in the draconic fashion. <clears throat> well, Kima, business. Thank you all very much. And he kind of lends his hand out. As he extends his hand, the doors on the opposite side of the room <laughs> open up. Magic. Thought it was banned. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of because we have people who have to leave on this uh, very soon. Uh-huh. Uh, doesn't take you long to find your way th- uh, across the city. You find uh, some of the city's bastions standing guard on the outskirts of this crumpled tower ruin. This like black and uh, soot-covered stone that is just almost like a, a, a plot of land that has been left untouched. Like once it fell, no one wanted anything to do with it. Um, you speak with the bastions, and they eventually let you through. Especially given the uh, uh, the aid of those you walk with since arrival, um, you come to the ruin, and you can see there's about a forty foot gap in this this pile of stone that is a recess in the ground, almost like a small sinkhole. And it looks like there is some sort of an excavation that has been set here, very haphazard. There is very very simple wood boards that have been placed into the side of this small. Uh, sinkhole to allow relatively comfortable, though a bit rickety, uh, descent into its structure. Um, as you make your way down, uh, your eyes adjust to the little bit of daylight that spills within this this dark subterranean uh, cavern. And there before you, you see 
a surprisingly glorious sight, a, a simple structure of brass and polished limestone. Hmm. Ancient as the day is long. Uh, one of the walls is partially collapsed, and you see what looks like three figures rumbling, uh, rummaging through the debris. Uh, an older human woman is being helped by two others, uh, a young man with blonde hair and simple clothes, and an older gnome that's carrying a crutch under his arm. And they're all in the process of collecting and setting aside and cleaning up various things that have recovered from this temple. You immediately see, against the, uh, the brass structure, uh, the very kind of simplified symbol of the wings of Saren Ray, uh, multiple times across the structure in various incarnations. This is very much indeed the Lost Temple of Saren Ray. So, when they've fully excavated it, you can come back and, and check it out. Yes. Or you can yeah. stay here and restore it. Right. To yeah, at which point the older woman sees you guys walk down and goes, Please, there's nothing to take. There's nothing but history and rock. I guarantee you, no, no, no. you're not welcome here. I, I take out my symbol and I say, no, 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 I'm, I'm here to help. You see, hear an audible gasp from her. She's like, oh, my eyes don't deceive. Oh my, I, I am sorry. My, my name is Jasira. Uh, a simple painter, but one of, as far as I know, the three devoted to the Lady of the Everlight here in Vasselheim. Now the fourth. I know where you came from, but would you stay with us for a bit and help us rebuild? Bring her name into the light amongst the others here in Vasselheim. Restore it to its glory. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to leave you guys. Oh no, because it shouldn't take long, especially with your help. And we can we can bring the light into the heart of others, and you can see the two other kind of joined her at the side, and they all look at you with this 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 look of hope that you can probably tell from the crinkles in their face that they haven't had in quite some time. And they look up to you, and their simple clothes as the first true strong bastion in this city for Saren Ray they've seen in a long time. With that, Pike, you get to turn to the rest of the group. Well, I think this is a, a, a pilgrimage I have to take. So, Vox Machina, keep uh, keep your eyes out. I will contact you every once in a while if I can, and we will meet up once this is completed. Inevitably. All in. <laughs> <laughs> Fox Morgan on three! <laughs> One, two, three! <laughs> <laughs> you will miss very and much, Pike. I miss you guys very much. Okay. And on that note, we have to close because people are in a rush. Um, yeah, a Ashley will be leaving us for a time. She is going to New York for a few months to shoot a web, I mean, a, a shoot television series. To wear a little web series. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a, a wonderful television series. She has recurring on. We're really crappy, we're really crappy. We're really happy and proud of her. <laughs> we're just a jumble of emotions in this circumstance. You guys have been so amazing and have made this whole experience just even better for us. And thank you so much for going with us on our journey. And it will keep going, but yeah. I, will, I will be back. You will be we'll back. Be back. We'll be when, back. I, when I can, but it she'll, might, be, it might be, be a long time. Yeah, she'll pop in and out if she can, but and there will eventually be a return of Pike, but for the time being, she feels the calling to stay and help rebuild this Temple of Saren Ray. We're going to miss you, Pike. Continues. I'm yeah. going to miss you guys. But we understand personal journeys. Personal journey. 
Pike, uh, I, Scanlan will not physically wait for you, but emotionally, <laughs> emotionally I will wait for you, and I will not oh, stray okay. emotionally. I will always be there for you, emotionally. Okay, Scanlan. Physically, I mean, come on. It's gonna be months. Um. Thanks for listening to the Critical Role podcast. If you enjoyed this past adventure of Vox Machina, you can catch us live on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash geekandsundry. Is it Thursday yet? Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast.